Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 46 and 47 of The Shadow Rising, Veils, and The Truth of a Viewing. Enjoy! Welcome to season four, episode twenty-two of the Will Reads. Yeah, um, get, we're getting close to the end, guys. Like, really close. Um, but I can that's taste what it. she said. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be done in like the second week in November. So we have like maybe a month and a few weeks left. So it's 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 getting there. We're we're, we're close. We're close. So with that being said, we do have one new patron. So Iman. Uh, thank you so much for your patronage, and we always celebrate new patrons. So, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, and then, as far as new numbers, I'm gonna start going back to some of those things. So, one thing I do track is new listeners. So, I kind of go through like the first episodes we have recorded and see how much those episodes are ticking up, and that kind of shows me, you know, the first few episodes, how many new people are coming through and finding our podcast and starting from the beginning. Um, and this month we've had like 500, just about 500, uh, new listeners starting to come through. Wow. What? Yeah. So we're being found more and more, which is kind of cool. Um, it's a fun number to track and I really get, I get excited about that one. I mean, yeah, the hundred thousand downloads is really cool. Um, but, um, new listeners, I always like new listeners. So if you're just starting to listen to us, um, you haven't heard this episode yet. Uh, it's gonna be a while for yeah. you. So uh, we were talking about you, like you know, months ago when you started this, or, or if you're binging it um, weeks ago. Um, yeah, thank you. Weeks ago, yeah, if you from started the, around from the September 29th of 2021, if that's around when you started, we're very happy. Yeah, this is for you. This is cheers. This is for you. Yeah, um, and then other things. We have no guests for a while, actually, not till like towards the end of October. So the next few episodes are just going to be us. Um, uh, we, did, Sorry, we, had like a little, we had a little sprint of like a bunch of guests on all at once. And we were trying to get people on that were supposed to be on earlier and things like that. So it just ended up kind of bunching all together. Uh, but now we have, have a break for a while. So towards the end of October, we'll have a guest again. But for the time being, it's just us, which is, which is fine. Um, We've got uh, new characters to keep us company. We do. And much um, to talk about tonight, hmm. you know, in those respects. We, yes. we, have, a, hmm. we have a lot. We have a lot hmm. to talk about tonight. And then I as far like, as... Give only a, two chapters. Yeah. And then as far as... Yeah, only two chapters. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then as far as... <laughs> as far as giveaways, um, we did have a giveaway on Facebook for a book. Taylor Bott won that book. He chose to get the Eye of the World hardcover copy. That was sent out to him. Um, he should have got today. Um, I checked to see whether or not that was uh, today. Is in Tuesday or today is in next Tuesday or Wednesday? He should have got it t- uh, today. Is when we're recording. Yes. So um, congratulations, Taylor, on winning a free book. I am going to be doing another giveaway in the next week or so. It's going to be on Twitter. It's going to be for a Will Reed's coffee mug. Um, so cool. coffee is always good. So I'm going to be giving away a coffee mug. Uh, that's the next thing. Um, and then that's it for all of my announcements. So personal life. Um, 
as you can tell from my background, if you ever watch us, uh, watch the video of your patron and you get to see the video, or if you watch the highlights, uh, there's no, I know a background. You don't see the picture on the wall and things like that. You see a window, uh, back here. Um, cause I am not home. Um, uh, I am at the beach. So, uh, right on the beach, man. Right on the Oish. beach. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't nighttime, I could look out the window and see the ocean. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, the house is on the beach. It's, uh, we're down North Carolina in Duck, North Carolina, which is in the Outer Banks. Um, yeah, our family owns a home down there. So, um, like my parents do. Um, but they're not here. But since they're not here, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like we're gonna use the beach house for a week so we got away and um i've been working remotely from the beach house for a week so my kids can play in the sand and uh, have a fun time and uh, i took tomorrow and friday off so um i'm actually on vacation now so um yeah so oh, that's yeah. what that's what i'm going on doing and then this weekend my cousin's getting married so i have that so that's gonna be fun and my and my cousin's sister who's also my cousin that's how that works um just texted me uh, last night or the night before saying, Hey, just picked up eye of the world about halfway through and started listening to your podcast. So oh, yeah. she's like, can't wait for the wedding to talk to your, your ear off about it. I was like, <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I have a feeling at the wedding, I'm just going to be in the corner talking to her the entire time. Um, and perfect. Just, <laughs> That's how he got that. me to do this, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I yeah. doubt you'll be upset about that, Alan. I, I, I think, won't, I won't. <laughs> yeah. especially if there's open bar, like you just get free drinks and then, you know, talk about eye of the world. Oh, it's, Alan, a, it's a JRCC too. It's oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alan grabbed time. me at an alumni event. It was like, hey, let's have a conversation, dude. Yeah. Cool. Hey, let's, let's read a book together. Um, so, yeah. A book. Yeah. Lowercase a, a, italicized. But, there might be books. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it for my personal life right now. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff uh, in October planned, but that's what I got for the next week. So, what about you guys? Okay, so uh, the big thing invading my life right now is uh, a couple days ago I was at the gym, uh, just starting to get back into it. I I took months off because I was just being lazy, really. Uh, Going in, not doing too much, uh, going to work some legs, doing some squats. I was at the end of my third set, only doing about 200 pounds. And like literally, I was doing three sets of 10. And on nine on the third set, I went down and I was like, well, that didn't feel great. And then I went down on the 10th one. And the second I went to push up, I felt like pressure and it wasn't pain. It was like a burning sensation in my lower back. And then when I got to the top and put it up on the rack, once I released all that pressure and went to duck down to get under the bar, it switched to excruciating pain. Uh, so I done did Sounds jacks. Like a slip disc. Yeah, that's what it, uh, that's, that's what it felt like. So my options were, so I called my doctor's office and like, she can't see me until the, the 12th or something like that. Almost a couple weeks. Uh, I haven't hit my deductible for the year. So if I go to like urgent care or ER or something like that, uh, it's gonna be very expensive. So I'm just nursing it until I can go see my regular doc. Um, Yeah. And that's been really sucky because I'm still trying to paint. And there's a phenomenal house. Cairo in Newport News who does dry needling, who does all sorts of adjustments. We, we, we might have to talk. I will I'm, I'm on day three or four now, and this is I've had lower back problems before, uh, really since I got out of the army, uh, active duty years, 2009. It, it's just on and off. I keep tweaking it, but this is this has been the worst so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. My. Uh, 
I used to go to Charney Chiropractor because they had, not because I really needed the chiropractor work, it's just because part of their therapy was a deep tissue massage every time you came. Oh. And it was a $20 uh, copay uh, oh. to go. That's what my insurance charged me. So I yeah. went every single week and it wasn't even for the chiropractor. I was like, where else can I get like a deep tissue massage for 20 bucks? Like, yeah, that's. <laughs> I, was yeah. Like, I was like, hell yeah, I'm doing this every single week. I might need to check week. out my insurance policy. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to. Insurance yeah. covered it. I was like, yep, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. And then on a, on a small downer note, um, I'm painting my upstairs in the new place because it's a little bit smaller up there. The bedrooms, different colors. It's, it's easier to do for me. The entire downstairs, I hired a contractor to do it, and they're doing a very good job, but now it's going to take at least another week or two because the head guy got run over by a car. Oh, I don't know why wow. I'm laughing, but like that's that's the it's phone call ironic. I got from his wife. Yeah, She was like really upset, and I was like, is everything okay? And she was like, I won't say his name, so-and-so. You know, I believe you had a contract with him. He's painting your house. Um, he's in the hospital right now. He got run over by a car. And I was like, oh, like... And then I, you know, it, I was very reassuring to her and, hey, thoughts and prayers and all that jazz and make sure he focuses on recovery and everything. But then on the flip side of that in the back of my mind, like I've already paid for three quarters of this. Mm, I have a timeline that I have to move in at a certain point. I mean, it's, there's logistics I have to figure out. So I don't know, to be determined, uh, there was a former partner that he used to work with that is supposed to be coming in and uh, taking on some of his workload and helping him out, but... I don't know. I don't want to like harass the guy's wife and be like, Hey, when's somebody coming? But, uh, if they don't reach out in the next couple of days, like I think by Monday, I'll need to call and see if I got to finish this myself or if they have the, you know, the capabilities of, yeah, that's the crappy that, so. part about owning your own business and being the person that's operator and owner. Like yeah. if you don't have a backup plan for the what ifs, it kind of screws. Yeah. yeah. So apparently he's got a, a, it's a small team. He's got like three or four guys that work for him, but they have multiple jobs going on at the same time. Yeah. And he kind of helps with all of them. And he was the main person for my house. Yeah. So anyways, I've got time. I don't have to be out of my apartment until uh, November. So yeah, it'll it'll work out. Yeah. That was, that was the phone conversation today. Hmm. I'm sorry to hear that for that guy. Yeah, Yeah, it sucks. For you, you know, it is what it is. You'll deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm rolling with the punches. Mm-hmm. Speaking of car accidents, Chris, did you get your car back? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my Been week riding, is always riding <laughs> that light rail in Charlotte, like it's nobody's business, huh? <laughs> I've been flooring the Audi, like they that rental car is an Audi, so I've just been pushing that down the road and praying that nobody hits that. Trust me, around here, it's like being back in India. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to hit you. It's like bumper cars, but, man. Yeah. Um, we had some friends that lived in Charlotte, and they lived right next to light rail. So we just they they sold their cars, and they just got on the light rail everywhere they went. Yeah, I don't. I'm not close enough. I wish I was. Just trust me, it would be. And if you're living near the light rail, you're paying some money for for the uh, the apartment anyway. So oh yeah, or a house. So yeah, my week um, teaching's been interesting. Um, let me start with no, I don't have a car back yet. It is not totaled, so that's the good news. Oh, that's good. The damage is to the tune of four thousand dollars right now when climbing. Um, my deductible is five hundred because I found out. I called my insurance. I've been harassing the police and the insurance people for a copy of the report. Finally, the insurance is like, "Well, we got the report, but it doesn't state the license plates of the person that you said hit you." So I call the police mm-hmm. and I've been calling them, and I 
finally pulled the like, all right, I'm going to email both sergeants. Like, hey, I've now emailed you all six times. If you don't have somebody for me to go after, maybe I need to go after you for negligence. You know, because your job is to track this down as a felony case because it's a hit and run with injury. And then I got an email within 20 minutes like, hey, we didn't put the person's information on there because we need to corroborate the story. Um, but just so you know, there's been a freeze on this person's tax because they haven't had insurance since July. Mm. I'm like, well, that's great for me. Like, I one way or the other, if I get the information for the tags and my insurance runs it, they're going to lower my deductible to little to nothing. And then they'll go after that person. Like, I, I could give a fuck if they don't yeah. have insurance at this point. Right. It's already been deemed that it's not my fault. I just need that information. Yeah. So sometime tonight, I'm supposed to get an email from the officer. If not, I'll be emailing his sergeants again going, the fuck? Like, <laughs> maybe I need to have the insurance people go after you, or maybe I need to hire a lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, and then speaking of which, I want to piss the PD off too much, because today um, I ended, my day at work ended with, do you want to press charges? And I'll mm -hmm. leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And when we're yeah. not on the record, maybe I'll give you guys some more info. Yeah, but, Charlotte, Charlotte, but, PD, yeah, Charlotte PD and me do not have a good track record. Uh, they, they they banned me from the city, so that's. Uh, <laughs> they well, told me the, they told me don't come back. <laughs> yeah, this was my work day. My work day ended with the one of fresh charges. Oh, mm. <clears throat> nice. So yeah, well, kids these days. Yeah, I wouldn't make it yeah. as a teacher. I mean, yeah. I could be super nice to a point. When I tell you I'm rethinking my career choice, it was the moment where I had to stop myself from snatching a child into the air mm. Mm. for harming yeah. another child and realizing yeah. that if I did that, I would be in trouble. Yeah, you can't child. intervene, man. It, you yeah, end our, up so quick. Back in our day, right. you could. I mean, because I remember like, there was a fight that broke out at our school back in the day, and like I remember a teacher just went like, to town, like we just jacked yeah. yeah. former football <laughs> player teacher, yeah. like basketball days. coach teacher. Yeah, I just jacked like, not in my house. <laughs> and nobody saw anything. Yeah, we didn't no, see no, it. No, 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 no sworn no. statements were made or nothing. But all I did was stand in between the two kids. But yeah, uh, yeah. later. Yeah, later. Yeah. Look, Otherwise, Chris, my my mom's very best friend in the whole wide world. She's been around our family like forever. She's amazing. She's a civics teacher in Pocosin. At Pocosa Middle School, great lady. I, w I wish I would have had her as a teacher. Um, she is, her plan was five years out from retirement, and she's thinking about just being done, like now, like not even finishing this year. She said it's gotten so bad. Um, it was bad enough when kids started to be allowed to bring their phones into school, and then she, we, we had a long conversation, like the level of disrespect, like how they talk to her, to each other, to other teachers. There's nothing she can do to the students anymore if she tries to correct anybody. There's 50 million emails from parents to the administration, and now she's responding to that with her side of the story. So it's there, it's not even worth it for her to try and correct a student at all anymore nope. because there's so much follow-up to that. And then you're in the in the office with your boss and trying to explain to parents why their kid was in the wrong and the parents don't want to hear. I mean, she just, she says, yeah. it's, when a person is it's allowed crazy. to be physically hurt and be told to allow somebody to allow somebody else to physically hurt somebody else, there's something fucked up about that. Mm. And then yeah. when you quite literally have to argue why you're right 
and then here, well, it's okay, it's allowed because there's documentation allowing. It's like, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. Spare the rod, spare the child. There is a firm Christian belief there yeah. that I wholeheartedly yeah. adapt. I'm sorry for those that do yeah. not believe in in that form of discipline for their children, but yeah. it doesn't take much. It doesn't take beating a child. It's disciplining a child no. discipline. for them to realize authority. And good discipline doesn't necessarily have to include corporal punishment. Uh, Although people that use it, you know, I won't knock you. Sometimes there's a time and a place, but there needs to be firm boundaries. The trouble is a lot of kids these days have no boundaries. No boundaries. And when when your father walks in and watches the police have to throw you to the ground, not saying that happened. Yeah. But when the police have to watch that, or when you're, when as a father, you watch that and you just kind of shake your head and, you know. (laughs) If that was ever me, my dad wouldn't be like, take him to jail. Yeah, I mean, maybe, yep. maybe, maybe you'll learn something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. Because then I'll be going to jail, too. You just you take them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. The, the only problem with my kids at their age right now is my son likes to build things, and my daughter likes to destroy it. So there you go. <laughs> that creates the entire, entire fun dynamic in our household all the time, because uh, he'll just build this like beautiful, like, Lego or, or, or magnet tiles or whatever structure, and she'll just come over and just... Like Godzilla style, like uh, <laughs> your daughter is the awesome. My daughter the... is awesome. <laughs> she she's a bruiser too. She's, uh, she, she, doesn't, uh, she doesn't care at all. She's like, what? <laughs> what you gonna do about it? <laughs> we get build, uh, build something else. See what I do. <laughs> exactly. Daddy so let's do some predictions. Uh, we haven't done that in a few episodes. I, I, I moved away from doing predictions just because I always forget which ones they are, but I figured that maybe people like them. So um, I might try to like just chime in you guys in the future and like, hey, do, do you guys remember any predictions? Or I might chime in our audience and our patrons and different people like, hey, remind me on what good predictions there are. Because I do write them down, but um, oftentimes nowadays I'm drinking a lot when I'm doing these episodes. So... Uh, blame it on the alcohol. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna blame stuff on the alcohol. You need to play that <laughs> clip. Blame it's problem. But, but this episode actually has a lot of good predictions you guys had. So one was that the Sean Chan's gonna attack the tower. Um, that was one prediction. Which uh, so I give you guys a negative to fill to, that you got wrong to uh, do another one that you got right. So you did also predict that Swan was not gonna be Armland anymore. Uh, that was a prediction that you guys had predicted a while ago. Um, yeah. So. A uh, little little bit of both. Um, and then from last episode, you had a lot of predictions as well. But that was all about parent. And this episode has nothing to do with parent. So I, I'll just table those to when we get to that. Fair. <laughs> so anything else you guys can think of as far as predictions? Did we ever say that Logan was going to make a comeback? You guys did. Yeah, because when Min had the vision um, of, of Logan in the very first, I guess in the prologue. Or, no, there's no prologue in, this, in the first, first chapter. Yeah. Um, uh, Min saw Loghain and it, she said he had a halo and looked like glory around him. And um, she couldn't understand why someone uh, that was gentled um, could have that, that kind of vision. But she was like, I don't know. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a prediction you guys had as well. Is that there's bigger things to come from Loghain. He coming mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Let's so. do it. Yep, so let's move right into uh, chapter 48, is that 46? 46, 46. Uh, what chapter are we on? Um, 46. Yeah, chap- chapter 46, Veils. 
Um, and the chapter icon is the black head on the white background, the white head on the, on the black background, the, the double heads. And we're in Tanchico. Beautiful beaches there. Great tanning. Um, and Aginan's point of view to start out with. Um, so uh, Aginan uh, is following Florin Gelb uh, through the crowds of refugees. Um, uh, she's disguised. Um, and, you know, and I think uh, order has, like the quote from the book, order has broken down enough that the penniless refugees uh, to take over the circles. So by the great circle or whatever, and she's uh, commenting about how, or at least thinking about how the refugees have kind of just overtaken the city and how run down everything is. So let's start with this scene with, with Gelb and obviously her disappointment with Gelb and everything he's been bringing to her. And <laughs> uh, good old Florin Gelb can't do anything right. Yeah, she 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 talks about it. She goes, she should have never uh, paid him for that first woman he snatched off the street. Greed and the memory of gold had apparently washed out the hide flaying tongue lashing she had given him along with the purse. Uh, so she recognizes that Gelb is a horrible investment. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. So like, what is her point in following him here? Like to kind of verify her thoughts that this is a horrible investment or... I guess see his methods for how he's trying to find women. I mean, because obviously she's trying to find women that can channel. I mean, that's what she's, she's a Sean Chan. She's trying to find that. That's her goal. And, you know, um, and I guess she's just, yeah, she's following him just to see what his methods are. And like, if he's just picking random women off the street and like, and, and probably just doing some investigation work to figure out whether she wants to cut him completely. Like, you know, this is what he's doing just to make a a buck. Like maybe we just need to fire him. And like, maybe I just need to, see what his methods are and if he's actually even putting any work into it versus just going and roughing up any woman that he sees on the street. Yeah. So I knock her a little bit with sticking with Gelb, even using him in the first place. I would think with her mission, she would want to be a little incognito, right? And this guy she hired is just, I mean, does anybody have anything good to say about him? I don't. He's horrible at being bad. (laughs) He sucked at being good. He didn't do a good job on the boat either. Although... Uh, I do believe that he did secure the boom. He did. I, I don't. I don't think that was his fault, even though he got blamed for it. Poor guy. Yeah. So yeah. that was the one good thing he did. Maybe. Yeah. Ian's currently rereading either world, so he has like fresh either world memories now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might hear me reference it every now overachiever. Chris, I'll try not to bring it up too much. Um, you know what I'm what I'm rereading, but they're not no, wrong. Dude. There's so many little nuggets, man. There's so many. So much goodness. No, say it, because I'm never going to go back and reread it. Well, I'm not going to say never, but it's going to be about another three or four years before I go back and do any form of rereading. Oh, yeah. Well, and when I say reread, it's uh, re-listening. Uh, yeah. when, when I, since I'm on the road more now, i got a longer commute. I can only listen to the current chapter so many times, so I'm just kind of starting over. But anyways, yeah. I just got news on my car. I'm going to sidetrack us real quick. Bring it. So what do we got? the uh, CMPD is going out tonight to try to find the car again. If not, they're going to update the claim with the license plate number. So do your diligence, people. If they don't want to give you an answer, harass the fuck out of them, and then they'll do what you want them to do. There's the moral of today's lesson. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you harass the enough women, eventually you'll find somebody yeah. that you might want to know. channel, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It could be worth it. Just I don't think I don't think it's enough. the right way of going about things. I think so. You, just, you walk just, around Tanchico poking women with a stick, waiting sticks. for somebody to finger blast you. 
<laughs> like poke poke and somebody turns around and slaps you with a, a wisp of air or something like that exactly just look for a giant fart found one found one <laughs> yeah that's the child yeah. that's just all I thought yeah. so she sure. farted her, her, her faith in Gelb even initially misplaced to continue to use him waste of money it, I mean yeah I guess it's great that she ends up running into who she runs into but dumb luck Mm-hmm. No so who is she really after that? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, she has a description of people she's she's looking for, and I'm not sure who she's actually looking for. I mean, that was something I was going to ask you guys, uh, who you think she's looking for? Because I don't think it's the, the our girls. I think obviously, I think obviously, obviously we find out later than later. Nor do I think but, it's dark friends. Yeah, like no, the black Asha girls. Oh, I don't know. I thought she was looking for um, the Sean Chen channeling. Women that escaped or something. That escaped, yeah, yeah. I thought that's still mm-hmm. where we were at. Yeah, Unless I think that's I who she's looking. For. Yeah, I think that's who she's looking for. Is but the, but why? The, 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 I think she's just more or less trying to confor- confirm a theory. Yeah, I think there's from that too. She does. So have, does it really matter who she catches? She's at least gotten. I mean, I would pay him. Like the man's found at least some eyes to die. Like if all my objective is is to test the theory, then. Yeah, and 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 as well, she has you know she has that commission. She was visited by uh, that dude from Sancha and saying that like, hey, your your job is to find these. So it's not just her; it's she has higher up orders to to bring those people back. Right. Yeah. She doesn't seem. I. I. So I've yet determined. I've yet to determine if I think she's bad, good, little of both, whatever. Like, even though we have a bad taste in our mouth for the Shanchan. Uh, she seems to be pretty open-minded, and I don't want to skip ahead too far, but like she's willing to learn mm-hmm. about other cultures, and specifically Aes Sedai. Like, obviously, at this point, she knows that Aes Sedai exist. You know, we've heard her talking before about how, like, I can't believe this is how they do things here, sort of thing. And instead of just being totally anti that because of the way she was raised, we find very shortly that she's willing to learn about them some. Well, let's mm-hmm. take a step backwards to your point, then. She was quite literally going after Gelb to stop him from making a mistake of attacking the wrong women. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree with you. She's definitely open-minded, and she does have a particular objective in mind. Um, she has her own objective, which is to test the theory. And then she has the objective of her higher-ups, which is to find these women. Now, my opinion is that, without going too far ahead, the more she learns, the less like she is likely she is to complete the task at hand and maybe shift directions. Hmm. Yeah, I'm getting that vibe. I hope that's true. Yeah. Like yeah, the, the relationship she builds with, with these girls coming up might be yeah. a good thing. Yeah. This might be Because we good see like Gelb goes and he like is trying to, to snatch now this was really confusing me. I, I don't know if he was just you know wanting to go after um not oh, her name just Nardine. Elaine or Nynaeve. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it did kind of seem like he was after Elaine, and I don't know. Like Elaine was just like it's because I'm the daughter heir, but it's more right. or less because she fit a description of one of the many women that are being looked after, looked for well, in Tanchika. The blonde would be Elaine because she's described as a blonde, and the brunette yeah. that they see would be Nynaeve. Yeah. Um, and with a long braid with long braid and she even says it looks kind of like the person description but except that it's too short so he realizes that that gelb's about to go 
after them. So she's trying to make her way through the crowd to stop him. And then we switch to Elaine's point of view. So I'm going to go back a minute and say, um, Ian, your whole idea of maybe Taviran can be stretched to the ladies as well. Like, it is a story. So there's got to be some interaction somewhere. But, you know, it would be nice to call them Taviran as well since there's so many coincidences around them. And I won't beat that Mm -hmm. horse dead any more than we already have. But here we have yet another coincidence where, you know, these Shan Chen are being, you know, even though Gelb's not a Shan Chen, he's working for Shan Chen, who is just so happens to have her doubts about the Shan Chen ideology being drawn to these girls. So, I mean, yeah. she could be like a linchpin in the understanding of the Shan Shen and the why they do what they do, the who they're controlled by or driven by, and what their objective really is. So, we may be seeing the development of a new character that's really going to help. I don't know who it's going to help, whether, you know, she gets connected to Rand in some way or she just kind of talks to the girls enough to where they have a better understanding of the collars and of the way they view the power like i don't quite know how far she's gonna go and how big her role is gonna be but i think you're right in saying that she's definitely got one to play mm-hmm. yeah i like that tavirin comment i'm at the point now where i'm just gonna call the girls tavirin and whatever so in, yeah. in, in the future <laughs> i'm just i'm just gonna say it yeah and not even question anymore uh and then let me zoom out really high like remember the old google earth days where you're looking at your house and then I you zoom out that. And you're like light years away and earth is a speck. All right. That, this is where I'm zooming out. You know, I'm thinking about this. <clears throat> when the final battle comes, I don't think it's enough just to have our hero or heroes or whatever. I feel like quite literally by the time we get there, pretty much all of the people living in this world need to somehow be working together to fight this evil. So these connections that we're making are right, right now we think Sean Chan are just garbage, right? And we're probably thinking, yeah, F the Sean Chan. But if there can be, a, if a connection can be made, um, a diplomatic one, even initially just this one person, and maybe somehow if they can join forces four or five books from now, I mean, it might be necessary for everybody to come together to fight the great Lord of the Dark mm-hmm. or whatever we're calling him. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to stay open-minded to that when I see laughs. opportunities for people that we think are evil to, you know, still find a way to, to come together. So you're, you're making into series predictions right now. I need to actually start the spreadsheet back up then. Yeah. <laughs> into series <laughs> predictions. <laughs> well, I mean, so, uh, when we're introduced to Arthur Hawking, Hawking, what, what is it? Archer. Hawking. Arthur Hawking. Archer. Archer. Arthur Hawking. Okay. So he brought like Archer. all the nations together and what wasn't it called? The second covenant. Yeah, and it was like, like ten I, nations, yeah. and I don't know exactly t- t- who's nations, in that ten. Brought, yeah, but they were all united. Yeah, brought them all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess in my mind, I'm thinking that there's going to be a third covenant of sorts that brings, well, hopefully more than ten. Uh, all saying, all, all of the nations together. I, I think it goes. I used to talk about like Rand going to unite the Aiel to come across, but I, I think it's bigger than that. I think yeah. I, at this point, Aiel are just one piece of the pie. Yeah, mm-hmm. to get everybody. Everybody. I'm still Everybody. waiting on the mountain Manethrin to come into play. Yeah. The whole shebang. <laughs> that will never be forgotten. Yep. 
So, yeah, so Elaine um, switches to her point of view. She's complaining to Nynaeve that they should just go ahead and hire a chair because her feet hurt, and she doesn't like to walk anymore. And She's a, she's a princess, a, the daughter heir of Andor, and she doesn't like walking. She and, keeps eating the veil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she keeps eating the veil. And Nynaeve's like, we can walk, it's fine. <laughs> um, and, and as But we have to wear scant clothing. Yeah, what is up with so that? Good in them. Mm-hmm. Some... Mm-hmm. Man, I, do they not realize they're staying in like a uh, house of ill repute? Like, <laughs> so all these other girls, they're like, well, I guess I'll dress like the innkeeper, but um, yeah, they're staying in a, uh, in a numbered house. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, she uh, even says uh, to Nadiev, it would have been better if they weren't a plainer dress. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, Nadiev is and, liking the better side of life. She's like, hold on a second. Yeah, she, she likes the soaks and the pretty clothes? dresses, and yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And then we get a pickpocket come up and try to snatch her change. She's like, nah, nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, before that, I mean, they started talking about the night before. Elaine had met um, with Egwene and Amise, both of them, until I ran Riyadh. And, um, and Amise lectured her mm-hmm. about They got scolded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. They treated her like a child. You shouldn't yeah. come here like that. And you know better than the cross the, without knowing exactly where you're going. And you've got to control your thoughts. It, it, it is literally like that. Mother and Egwene's and... sitting there with her like two braids, like just with her head down, going, twirling her guys. thumbs, meet, yeah. meet twirling my her friend. braids together. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. And as she's talking about her, I guess time until around Riyadh the night before, two men um, come at them. That was a mistake. They're just trying to give them hugs. Like that mm-hmm. was so like embarrassing. <laughs> like, I'm t- like, if somebody wants to give you a hug, just take the hug. Consent is important, Chris, even when hugging. Do you know, I don't, even my youngest son, I don't run up to him and hug him. I ask him if I can hug him. And if I'm going to pick him up, I ask him if it's okay if I pick him up. I don't don't just, because I want him, like, I want him to get in that habit. And he should expect that from other people. So I will be, what they say, open and honest. And I'll be vulnerable and say that I didn't think about that until you and I were on this podcast together. And so I stopped forcing my nephews to get, greet me physically. They're still going to show me the respect verbally by saying, hey, Uncle Chris, how are you? Or what's up, Uncle I even let them go, what's right. up, Uncle Chris? I give them, you know, the flexibility and the different modalities, but they're going to greet me because sure. I'm an adult and they're children. But mm-hmm. I do not, I have stopped forcing them from, because, you know, especially at the age that they're at, at 10 and 16, it's like, I'm not going to give you a hug in front of my friends. And I, I get that. So sure. thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. And most importantly, I, like, I guess my intent, and hopefully it trickles down to them that they use that mindset also, that some girl or guy or whatever, they don't just go up and you know, I mean, physically for, for, hug them, whatever. Yeah. For, for nephews, definitely. For, for your kids, though, there, there's a healthy bit of embarrassment you need to add to their life. Because that's sure. part of being a dad is just embarrassing the crap out of your kids. Sure. sure. <laughs> when they get to be teenagers in high school, like 11th and 12th grade, that's when you roll up in your van. Uh-huh. And you, you have yeah. on your night clothes and you pop out at parent pickup, your ki- which doesn't kids, really I, 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 I full I fully intend on when my son's at a pool party to show up in a speedo to pick him up. Like, hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the snorkel and mask on. on and- yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> just embarrass Scuba Steve. Yeah. Those, know who Scuba it is Steve those is. moments that I wait for, for when I have children. For the times that I'm going to purposely embarrass them. Oh, they want to sneak out to a party? I'm going to join you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going together. <laughs> yeah, so um, they get attacked. Um, um, these guys with barrel staves. Um, I guess, you know, I, I guess, did they grab? Yeah, they grab barrel staves. The girls are carrying them. Because Egwene describes them as carrying them. Yeah, they're just like barrel-chested behemoths. Mm-hmm. And they crack them on the skull with their their staves. And she hears them yell, like, don't let them get away. These are the ones. You know, grab them, grab them. And like, they're like, oh, crap, we're, we're in Don't trouble. let her go. She's gold, I tell you. Mm-hmm. Gold. That's gold. coming from the scrawny, narrow-cheeked fellow, grinning like a nervous fox. That'd he be gold. Dancing. He definitely sounds like a... R. Kelly. I can say that now. It's legal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 50 cases. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, and Elaine thinks it's they're abducting her because she's the daughter heir. And Nadia thinks it's her because they're, she thinks they're after her. <laughs> yeah. I. So am I wrong in thinking that it was Nynaeve that they were after? Yeah. I mean, from the previous... From the previous point of view, uh, not even fit their description closely. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's what I was feeling here. Not that it really matters because technically yeah. they were wrong about both girls, but and they probably would have if they were wanting money. They'd have been better off yeah. going after Elaine. But anyways. Yeah. In this scene, they both they both embrace the source, but they refuse to use the power because um, when you use the power, other channelers can detect you. Um, if they see them, even embracing the source, you get a glow. So if you're another channeler, you can see the person. But if you're not you can't feel the channeling unless they use it. Uh, kind of some more of that metaphysics or whatever behind channeling. Um, so, you know, they're even nervous about embracing it, but they're still ready just in case they have to use it. But they're really hesitant to because they're worried that the Black Aja might see them. Um, and well, and then also it, the crowd, like the people aren't necessarily friendly to, to Aes Sedai yeah. and or they could mm-hmm. be, you know, hardcore begging of the Aes Sedai and expecting some form of miracle. So, yep, exactly. Sure. Yeah. And suddenly, as all this is happening, a woman comes running in to rescue them. And it's a Guinan. There was and... a loud thunk, and one of the mm-hmm. ruffians staggered to his knees, clutching groggily at a split scalp. And a dark-haired, stern-faced woman in a blue riding dress flung herself past him, twisted sharply to backhand another fellow in the mouth with her fist, knocked his legs out from under him with a staff, then kicked him in the head as he fell. And the old one, two, the three. Lion. Yes, I thought. I actually thought that was hilarious. The forward, the white lion. I mean, I figure that's probably like a a code to the guys. Like, oh, this is the wrong one. This is the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, the battle cry of Andor, so it's <laughs> so there's danger ironic. in it. There's danger in it because now anybody in the crowd that heard her shout that could have put two and two together. You know, right. if they're wise enough in the ways of the world. So, you know, it might be great that she shouted it. Maybe it gave her motivation. I doubt Nynaeve might have known much what it meant. Uh, maybe she was just trying to, you know, shock and awe, intimidate these guys. And, and that could have been effective. So I get that. But that's shouting out something that gives you a way to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Danger. Yep. And and they finally do use the power, too. Because I guess a guy with a knife almost stabs a Gina and they turn on them and Elaine flips them over. Um, yeah. A little poof of air. A little poof of air. And then it's all over as soon as it starts. I mean, it's a really fast sequence. Um, and the men are all groggily beat up and um and Nadeev turns to Aginin and invites her back to the inn for some tea. I'ma buy you a drink. For a cup of tea. Whoa. Yeah. A spot it, of tea. 
a spot of tea, but like very quickly, like Elaine puts two and two together and she's like, did she notice? And then she's like, oh, there's a little conversation. She's like, okay, she noticed. Yeah. And then she was real quick, like, okay, um, she's here's like, the thing. You, you don't need to be afraid of us. And was like, yeah, she was like, well, I, I, I needed to, to be. And <laughs> Nynaeve was like, well, we can't talk here. Let's keep it quiet till we get back. And she was like, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. Cool. And they go in, and Julian's there, um, and he's cautious because they bring another woman in, and he's like, I don't know who this is, but uh, yeah, um, I need to tell you something. Get them. Um, I, I, found, I found where they're staying. <laughs> the, the people. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I found them. She's like, you found them? Are you sure? Speak well, I, I, I found where they were. Yeah. Yeah, and the place is empty now. You went in there, well, you know, it was empty. I, you know, you know, I have my tricks of the trade. Yeah, Donnie gets a little upset because she feels like Julian's being careless here, and just, yeah, Um, he's trying to be entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Even though we moved on from uh, Gaynan's perspective to the girls and back and forth, like I kept looking at this chapter and all these interactions through her perspective because everything we're learning, the discussions we're having, none of it's really new. I mean, yes, he's telling us that he found where they were and that's new information. Uh, And then I'll fast forward a little bit to Tom. Tom tells us some information that is not quite new to the reader, but new to the, new to them. But what's crazy is Aganen is trying to put the pieces together and assess these girls. Like, what type of people are they? Like, how do they fit in the social structures? Like, she really knows nothing about them other than mm-hmm. she's figured out their eyes to die. And it's this crazy mix-up of they have a guy, they have two guys that are answering to them, but they're not really their servants, but they're, they act that way. And then they're really casual with the innkeeper and that that one guy that's gawking at him, they just let him gawk and don't anything. Like it's just this really weird mix. And and again, and it's like, I don't I don't know what the fuck to make of this. She's like, yeah. I, and she I seems to understand this. And she I seems surprised to. by some of the things. Like she says, well, you know, like some some women can you know learn the powers what they said. She's like, wait, it can be learned. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. it, it, looking at it from her perspective, you know, she is the outside looking in. And she's getting bits and pieces of all these random conversations, and she's intelligent enough to put together, you're looking for some people, and you've got a considerable force out there trying to find them. You have power, whether or not you show it or want to use it. I'm not sure why you don't, but clearly you're hiding from someone or something, so maybe it's probably these people that you're looking yeah. for as well. Oh, wait, and on top of that, here just, is royalty. Yeah, she yeah, like up your, on yeah your, your girl here is royalty, but she's still, you know, on the streets like a commoner. In your eyes to die, you people are weird. And so then on top of that, like, you're hanging out with a guy that I hijacked. I need yep. to go away, but I'm curious. I have questions. As the kids yeah. say, I have questions. Yeah. And, and right as soon as all this line of questions coming, Tom walks in. And he's like, I got news too. Lady Amethera has been named as uh, Panarch. And they're like... Why does that matter? And he goes, but wait, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> Nobody yeah. actually wants her to be fan art. Yeah. And yeah. yet That's it's happening. happening. <laughs> and the white cloaks have stormed the, you know, the, 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 the palace or whatever. And it, yeah. things are, things are strange. Uh, so there's bound to be riots about this because when there's no something strange mm-hmm. and it don't look good. 
and they Who start talking about this like maybe Ghostbusters. Maybe, maybe we'll go back to Bill Doman and get some bodyguards. Just basically what they said. And like, and of course, Egina knows Bill because they're hanging out together. So uh, <laughs> we do be Bill Doman. Uh, she, she do chapter. be knowing yeah. him. Yeah. So yeah, all so. these different crossroads. It's it's really really fun and you know like way it. back when in like book one you were like yeah don't don't forget these people it's like why not here we are <laughs> yeah and well gelb's you know, back but I'm, i get the feeling we're at we're, we're close to the end of gelb's tale i don't either, either that or he's just going to be a fuck up for how many yeah, books but, i mean doman like he's the doman's gonna stick around ever I, I see him growing in importance for sure yeah mm-hmm. yep yeah but yeah interesting like and of course you know that's the timing of it all like right when the conversation's getting interesting and i'm like all right are we gonna get some back and forth information sharing with these girls here and tom kind of spoils it with you know unintentionally with the mm-hmm. bail dome and stuff and and that's when uh, again and it's like uh i gotta go i gotta go mm-hmm. and they're like well, why don't you stay some longer it's like no no i'm leaving i'm out of here uh and they're like all right bye and then tom but leaves as well back. Uh, yeah, Tom leaves before Nanive can berate him. Um, Which uh, was smooth. Hard. I do the same thing. I, yeah, I, he was I like, run it. Like, I tail it. I, I did all the stuff. Bye. Say, <laughs> huh. yeah. like, babe, I bought a couple things. And I got to go take out the trash. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Got this thing. Got to see a, a man about a thing, about a horse or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to respect so. him a little bit, though. He knew the way he was acting and presenting this. He knew that the girls would not be happy that he did this on his own. But he also knew it needed to happen. Uh, like as far as talking to Bill Doman, getting some men, mm-hmm. helping with protection, stuff like that. And he, there wasn't time to let them think that it was their idea. So he was like, yeah, yeah, I got this set up. And by the way, they're just outside waiting for you whenever you need them. I, I'm also leaving. Bye. <laughs> yeah. But it, so. And I need those two, two together about Bill Doman and Agina. And she's like, I think he knows him. Like she was startled. Like she knows him. Like uh, the eyes got big. Yeah, the eyes got big. Yeah, she like, tried to keep it together, but you could tell her eyes went. Mm-hmm. Doom. And, and right as all this conversation is happening, there's a knock on the door from the innkeeper from 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 Rendra, and says, "Oh, there's a lady here to see you." And they're like, "Oh crap!" Hold we on, found. before we go that far, there was a favorite okay. quote that I wanted to state. Sure, go for it. So that is how you rule by ruling the rulers. Well, who said that one? Uh. Agian, how you pronounce it? Aginan, Aginan said that when Elaine Connell's like, "Yeah, I'm the the daughter Andor," she's like, "It says Aginan nodded slowly." So this is how you rule by ruling the ruler. Do many queens go to be trained? She's talking about her time in the White oh, Tower. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Damn it, that isn't like the case." How do you, you know, rule a country? You put money in the pockets of the rulers, and then you sneak them hints about how life should be, and you write books, and you feed them all this information on how mm-hmm. it is to be a proper leader and what it looks like. And then when they look for their models, you're still alive, making billions. So then you just continue to feed them. Are we talking about the book? Or are we talking about sure real life? Sure, because that sounds really familiar. <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey guys, don't forget to vote in November. All right, moving on, Alan. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So there's a knock on the door and the innkeeper says, there's a beautiful woman come see you. And they're like, oh, crap, it's the Black Aja. Um, and they go ahead and, and get ready to shield whoever's coming to the door. It's and the person comes through the and is embracing, um, embracing Sidar. So, I mean, they're, she, 
the person coming through can channel, but it's not one of the Black Aja. And then she does something, and they're not sure what it is. She wiggles her chest. Mm-hmm. And, and out spews perfume. Does a, does a little compulsion weave. So yeah. again, we talked about this way back when, about her control over the guys. Like when she first met Rand, I was like, she's definitely charming him. Mm-hmm. Like this is charm one-on-one. And here we go. She's she's actively embracing the well, the, the source, mm-hmm. the power. And then all of a sudden, Egwene's like, oh, hi, beautiful. How are you? We missed yeah. you. We loved you. We don't know you. But God, you just, you're so amazing. You're so awesome. What can I do for you? Wait, so we're yeah. calling her Lanfear or Celine? Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. On. Is that who you're you're, you're 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 saying this is this is oh, like that's here? a definite thing. Okay. Yes, of course. Hmm. There's zero question in that. Okay. Let me Ian, see. Do you agree or disagree? She's the queen of the black. I'd, I'd have to re- I'd have to reread for uh, yeah forsaken. She even that's made the comment, that rap, so but... that's what he's calling himself. Like, so hold on. See, she would have already known that though, no. and she wouldn't have asked so many questions about Rand because she's already spoken to Rand. Oh, you're right. Remember, there's thir- there's thirteen um, Forsaken. I mean, right? no wait, you're right. She seems a little newer <laughs> on the scene, still gathering information. Oh, you're right. But uh, I don't think you're wrong in She's a that power of how you can compel. Yeah. And yeah. so I would say this person seems to do it much more strongly. Mm-hmm. Like this is. Uh, you know, we talked about how the different Aes Sedai, they can all do a little bit of everything, but they're stronger in certain things. I feel like Lanfear has the ability to compel a little bit, but it's discreet and just little. And yep. this one, like, I feel like this is her forte because yep. she does it effortlessly without doubt. Also notice when she came in there, she didn't cut the girls off from the power, from the source. She she knew she didn't need to. That's yeah. a lot of confidence. Because she also recognizes how powerful these girls are, but she knew her power to compel them was so strong. I don't even even need to block your ability to channel. Wasting my time. Don't need to do it. Yep. Yeah, so I I take a pause on that, put a rewind on it, and say, my bad. After I started making that comment, I'm like, oh, wait, that's that's not Lanfear. It's a totally mm -hmm. different somebody else. Yeah. I mean, until we know, it's it's a possibility, but I, I think there's evidence that it's no, not. she's not. I think she feels new. She to knows Randall Thor. Lanfear, right. that is. Yeah, Lanfear right. does. So, yeah. Um, starts talking to Elaine and Nynaeve, um, you know, and they find themselves hurrying to obey her, everything, anything to please the woman. Um, um, you know, and. Racing and she, each other to give answers. Yeah, and they tell them that they're not Aes Sedai. Who is that? No. What do you say? Ravin, 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 Ravin is a male. Um, we've we've talked about him. He's, um, have we said by his name? No, we don't know who he is yet. But he is a he is a uh, forsaken. Yeah, uh, but Alan, they do not tell her that they're not I Sedai. So okay. the the lady uh, asks, "Are there any other I Sedai with you?" Uh, yes. And they say no, no. But then and then she thinks inside her head. And she's like, "Well, I could say that even we're not I Sedai, but that's not the question that was asked." Yes, they so, keep on trying. Yeah, they keep on. Right. They keep on purposely answering only what's asked. Um, right. Which I, I guess is part of the purposely. I think that was part of the compulsion because yeah, very had direct she asked answers. the question, they would have spilled the beans. And the way she said retraining, it makes me wonder whether or not she was I Sedai at one point. 
If not, she's definitely the queen bee of the black Aja. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and they they do tell them that that they are looking for the black Aja. I mean, they 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 flat out. Well, tell yeah, her she's that. like, yeah, you're you're too far behind now to catch up. You don't know enough. Yeah, it's like she almost wished they did that way she could see what they were really capable of doing. But and they they ask if she has any Terangriol or any Agriol in their room, and and they say nope. And she didn't ask if I had anything on me. <laughs> yeah, she was too specific with her questions. If she had been general, yeah. it would have been word vomiting all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, um, she also mentions um, Bael being dead, um, Bilal. Um, he was the Forsaken that was killed in the, in the stone when ran to the sword. And that Ishmael was an idiot as well. <laughs> she he goes was on. barely like, human the last time she saw him. Mm-hmm. He th- thought he himself was the the dark one. Yeah. So there's just yeah. another yet like con- confirmation that there's more than one. Like we had yeah. Ishmael, we had you know. Yeah. She Giles even like comes out. Yeah, she even comes out and says, so, you know, like those people like to come on and, and kind of face the problem head on, where she likes to work in the shadows. Yeah, you know, I think she, what's the yeah. quote as a spider. Yeah. I think it's the, it's the quote she she uses. Um, she even compliments them for being the same way. I think she sees a lot of herself in them. So mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, I'm going to let y'all live. As a matter of fact, you're just going to forget all about me. This conversation mm-hmm. never really happened. Yep, That's slick. That's real power. Yep. yep, and she pretty much erases the whole conversation from the memories and leaves. And they're like kind of foggy and like, oh, what just happened? Well, let's talk to the Black Aja some more. Uh. <laughs> And that kind of ends that scene. So, yeah, I mean, let's, t- I mean, do you guys want to dive deeper into this? I mean, do you have theories or thoughts about it? I mean, this is kind of a big thing that happens. Um, Cause I mean, scary at the same time. Cause this, this, this obviously it's forsaken. She could have just killed them with like a, you know, flick of her pinky, uh, you know, at that point. But her plan um, is so much bigger. So, she she talks yeah. about how it'd be a waste because you're so powerful. I'll just I'll I'll gather you up later when I have time and retrain you. Yeah. I have a, I have a I will work you into my plan later. Yeah. So we're gonna snuff your memory. I'm not gonna get rid of you yet. So this this person is from a strategy perspective like wicked smart. This is one yeah. of these chess players that's thinking ten moves ahead. Well, so um, who is Rand- Randolph Thor way back when? Who is he the reincarnate of? Luce Theron. Loose Theron. So she's like another mistress of Loose Theron. Mm. No, I don't, see, right? I don't think she likes him. That's, that's what he's calling himself she, now. Yeah, but then she I, talks I about a, an way. arrogant man who stank of piety and goodness. Is he still mm-hmm. the same? No, don't bother to answer that. An idle question. Like, huh. she's, I think she's even dismissive of, of him. There's just a little crush there. Maybe, well, maybe. I don't know. A little mm-hmm. bit. Maybe. I try to make everything about that, you know. It's just more fun that way. You're trying to get some giggities out of me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a couple of, like, a, a cat fight <laughs> happening here between Land Fear and our new mystery woman. Yeah. And yeah. so, it, another twist in perspective. We thought uh, Ishmael was, you know, some someone really to be concerned with. Like, this is Ishmael, yeah, watch out. Mm-hmm. Big, powerful. And she's very dismissive of him. Like, Well, even Land Fear is dismissive of him. Like, yeah. he's chump change compared right. to the others. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's like middle management now at this yeah. point. Yep. Well, we he, haven't even heard from him in a minute. Well, he, he's done skiing. He's done. Yeah, he died. Are we sure, though? Well. Well, they saw his body. Yeah. There was a body for that one. Yeah. <laughs> that means nothing to me. Right. The body, the body's the proof. Um, 
Yeah, so... Um, burning in Hades. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so that's how we end this scene is, you know, um, this mystery woman leaving, and they just start talking about the Black Dodger again. And then we switch back to Geenan's point of view, um, where she's just outside the end, the end, uh, thinking about how she needs to avoid Bell Doman. Um, <laughs> cause she needs yeah. to figure some stuff out. Uh, and she's just nervous about how she just spoke to Aes Sedai and, um, you know, a woman could wield a, par- a power and not leashed. This is just crazy that I even spoke to them, but they seemed like such nice women. Like, this is not what I yeah, thought of at all. Like, and yet that's the part they could channel. Therefore they were dangerous to proper order. Therefore, they must mm-hmm. be safely leashed. We're now hearing all the things she was taught and raised to believe. Mm-hmm. And then you get the, and yet, not at all what she had been taught. Mm-hmm. It could be learned. Mm, learned. The word, but. The mm-hmm. word but is a dangerous word. So, like, kind of going forward, going backward, going forward, like, we've got, you know, a couple of new players here. Um, I... This this new woman, I want to know how long she's been around. I want to know what she's seen, what she's observed. I want to know what her plans really are. Um, and I want to know if she has been the one kind of guiding the Black Aja the whole time. Like, I've been dumping it all on Lanfear for so long that this woman became Lanfear almost instantly in my mind. And now I'm like, wait, this this is not Lanfear, so, you know... And then the other thing is, is how are Egwene and Nynaeve and uh, Elaine supposed to help Rand in this battle if they're so susceptible and so easily manipulated? Like, yeah, we have quite a few books left, but we've got to get some really huge development in their magical abilities. Especially Nynaeve. Yeah. She's She's got to get past that block that... She yeah, was so apologetic about. I'm so sorry. I blocked myself. <laughs> like, don't be sad. You're happy. I'm here. Oh yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was that cracked. That me up. was the reaction that tripped me out the most because I thought at least in her mind she'd be battling the compulsion, but she was just nope. all about pleasing. Yeah, yeah, crazy. crazy. I'll, I'll I'll say this, and I don't want to keep back and forth with young stuff, Chris. I just. I don't even get the feeling that this lady has anything to do with the Black Aja. Like, the way I read it and the, the question she asks, I feel like she is brand new to the scene. And like, you know how as the seals are slowly open, broken, whatever, and we have different Forsaken that seem to be trapped in different levels? Mm-hmm. I feel like her layer just got peeled back, and she just yeah. got to the scene, the way the questions are being asked. I think she's even curious. She's like, oh, well... Tell me about this whole Black Aja thing. Tell me about Rant. No, I don't yeah. want to know. Tell me, like, I, I think she's just getting on the scene. So I don't know mm-hmm. who belongs to her, or who she belongs to. I think she's mm-hmm. just getting started. That's the vibe I get. But I don't have too much to back it up. And I, I can see that too. I was a little torn until she made the comment about how far behind they were. Mm-hmm. So either she knows about them and she's been doing the research and she's been following them and watching them, or she's leading them. And I. I don't know which way to lean because there's so many books left. If there was like two books left, she's the leader. Right. With there being like a billion books left, you know, she could have nothing to do with them at all. Yeah. Just be curious. Yeah. Agreed. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Gawain, what's... 
What's next, buddy? Uh, I'm definitely not Colin. Um, so okay. yeah, that's how we kind of end this chapter with uh, Aginian, um, Aginian, um leaving the inn. And I think there's isn't there a man that's following her too? Yes. Yeah, we didn't talk about that yet. She was so worried about <clears throat> Dorman that she completely missed the fact that there was a guy kind of skulking about in the shadows. Like, mm-hmm. oh, is she is she doing what she's supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. She's being watched. So they're wishing. Where is it at? She didn't see the pale-haired, pale-haired man in filthy Tanchico garb huddled against the front of a white plastered wine shop on the other side of the street. His eyes blue above the dingy veil, and a thin mustache held in place with glue, followed her before sliding back into the three plum court. I feel like that's a costume I can pull off for Jorikon. Uh, a veil. Okay. Just put a veil on and glue on a really sloppy mustache. I'll creep around and follow like, well, uh, that'd be, I shouldn't creep around and follow women around. Jordan, it's a one of the blood. I'm, I'm, st- I'm still going to shave my mustache only and do the bell dome and, um, and just talk with doobies the entire weekend. Doobie. I do be a Jordan gun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> only if Ian can go as a, as bell Doman's ancient grandmother. So <laughs> I would do that. You know, I would. Nope. No problem at all. Anyway. So, yeah. So that's how we have this chapter. So anything we missed, anything else we want to talk about from this chapter? No. No. Okay. Next one's the next one's the big chapter. So, all right. So moving on to chapter 47, the truth of a viewing. And it's the uh, flame of Tarvalin. Um, that's the symbol because uh, we're back in Tarvalin. So, yeah. Did you guys have any? I guess you guys had thoughts last week when we we talked about the the you know that that's gonna be something from men's viewing, which yeah, you guys were correct. Nailed it. Um, Steak dinners um, all around, boys. <laughs> it's, uh, we cracked it's, uh, the code. <laughs> yeah. I think still the steak, the, the original steak dinner bet actually was uh, that Rand's gonna become a Gwen's warder. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> Bombski. <laughs> I mean, we're eating spam and eggs. Slim chance. <laughs> Not right. Hell, that, that could happen. Yeah. On yeah. book one, it seems that it's gone that way. But now it's like, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, that's, that's the thing. If he really wants to control himself and stop himself from going crazy, like maybe becoming a warder is the thing. Oh yeah. You think Ranji can become a warder? I mean, it's nothing to do enhance- with this chapter at all. But this is interesting. And, and enhances <laughs> physical abilities, enhances mental capacity, okay. enhances. Um, yeah. but it's not a Gwen longevity. Like I, I he's gonna hook up with Landfair. Oh, Landfair! Be him and Landfair. I think they finally mm-hmm. tied the knot. Okay. If nothing else, it'll stop him from going insane so quickly. No, it's gonna be um, uh, Avienda. Is that her name? Uh, Avienda. Dayu, yeah. the one that like hates him right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's either that, or he like figures out the secret behind the warder and like uses that. I can make himself a bit. Mm. I'm going all down random tangents now because I want to make him an evildoer at some point. It's all CGI the... and smoking. Let's, let's get to this chapter because this is a fun one. Let's, yeah. let's go. <laughs> well, we're going to have plenty so, of guesses and predictions yeah, in this one. Nah, this gets fun. So, serial, super serial. Yeah. So we start with uh, Swan, um, our Amlin seat, and she's in her office checking her day to day type things or running the White Tower, kind of going through her list of things. And, um, 
Um, you know, I think she makes the quote, her habit was, had always been to check one or two things at random each day. So she's just checking through kind of random stuff. Um, and yeah, um, she notices that Danielle, a young brown sister has appeared, uh, um, uh, not to notice uh, large numbers of builders. Uh, so she's like, you know, just going through these min, min, min school tasks, like, you know, this person's came back, um, there's a large number of builders that are rebuilding parts of the library, yada, 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 all this stuff going through. Swan's just really frustrated that she can't concentrate, um, and she hasn't received one message from Moraine, and she's just really frustrated by all that, um, that she needs to know what's going on down there. And, um, you know, um, she I guess gets what the the sling has been used, the shepherd holds the sword is the only message she got. Uh, what could that be code for? Mm. Yeah. And that's the only thing she's Clueless. got in, and uh-huh. nothing since. So she's like, okay, well, obviously, he's, uh, uh, he's taking uh, Galador. Um, you know, oh, hey, give, yeah, it, give, give him that more information. That do be it. Yeah, that give me, it. Uh, but she's like, all right, that's it. Like, give me more information. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, um, and that's where we are. So that's that's where we start. So let's let's talk about this. This the, you know, if you want to skip forward to the next scene, it's pretty much where things are happening, but. This is the opening scene. Nothing really fun's going on. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're getting into her routine a little bit. She talks about how she does the random checks, uh, and you know this kind of random random commentary. But when you're in a leadership position um, where you're ultimately responsible for a lot of things, but you delegate authority, or like where I'm at, uh, everything's done by contract. Uh, it's not like I can go and inspect every single thing that my contractors do. Mm-hmm. So you, you have a random sampling and you go around and check things. And you know, if you're looking at a certain piece of work and you find some issues, then maybe you decide to dig deeper, but like, really that's, that's the way to go. So this, this is a good yeah. formula that she has. Um, yeah. and, and it's good that as she does her random inspections and checking things out, find one or two things, talk to that person. And that lets them know, Hey, she's watching me. So I like yeah. her style here. It's good yeah. method. Yeah. And I love one of the names that was mentioned. Loris, just yeah, Loris. You know, being a fat, useless nobody. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, love the, to see her working on the farm, kitchen. but you know that weight's not going to let her do it. But it doesn't stop her from running the kitchen. Yeah, she's run that kitchen. It's messed up. Yeah, and then um, you know, uh, one of the novices uh, who brought men uh, to see Swan is missing, so she notices that, um, um, and. Um, there's also a man in Gilladon who's preaching about the Dragon Reborn. Um, so that's another thing. Yeah, we know him. The yeah. Shinar, the Shinarin, Shinarin, Sima. Mm-hmm. Remember, we said he would like lead some ridiculous cult that would turn like white cloakish. They would just be so like, yeah, you did stupidly did devoted. Yep. And, did say yeah. that. and now we have it happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't think this is the end of this group. Oh yeah. no, not at all. They're they're gonna they're gonna have a big role somewhere, and it's gonna this be is like it's the gonna black be wonky. So the red cloaks, yeah. or the dragon cloaks, or the yeah, the no cloaks. Maybe they just go balls to the wall and no clothes at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And then um, that's uh, a giggity. Tiny, I'll give you one. Yeah, <laughs> Ma- Mazram Taim has not been found. The the other uh, false dragon who was captured but that got broke away. Um, so he's he's still missing. Um, there's 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 tension rising between uh, Air Demand and and Tarbon, and then also the ship's missing, uh, which I guess we can think maybe Shanchen. 
But yeah, that was my first initial thought. Was yeah. a really pervasive thought. Sean Chen are there. They're capturing. They're doing what they do best. So like here she is, like you said, Ian, going through her day to day task and kind of reviewing what it is that needs to be done for the white tower to be run efficiently. Like in my opinion, if she wasn't doing these things, she'd be that much more suspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she's already, you know, what's the word? On the outs enough of people to where it's like, do we really trust her? Do we really continue to put our faith in her? Like, yeah. is she going to do the job we need her to do? Um, she's reserved and she's distant. That's how I wanted to say it. Yep. Yep. But now, like, there's active enemies in her midst that she doesn't even know about. Like, you're you're not connected enough what's going on in your own domain. I think that's the number one thing you learn, you know, when it comes to leadership or ruling or anything to that extent, however you want to word it, is, you know, keep the house in order before you go out messing with other-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just the way they divided themselves, though, the structure, like, leads to issues like this. Um, we talked before the different Aja. Let's not be naive. I mean, there's dis- there's meetings of blue Aja only, I'm sure, and conversations mm-hmm. among the blue that only the blue discuss among themselves. And then sure. maybe one person in a prominent position might address things with the Amerlin and the Reds clearly have their own agenda. And there's conversations that they have and there's stuff that they're plotting that doesn't get shared with everybody else. So... I don't know. The, it just seemed the White Tower was kind of ripe for this sort of... And it's not even like their agendas are even closely the same. You know, mm-hmm. I guess that's the problem. Like, the the Reds at this point in time seem to be just so vicious and angry. And the Browns are so clueless in reading books. And yeah. the, the Blues are too busy getting shit done to realize what's happening around them. And, yeah, anyways. Yeah. And then right as... For it all this administration stuff's going on, suddenly the door bust, bust open and more than a dozen women just come storming in led by Elida. I will um, say this much. You got to give the Amelin props to 12 women to bring her in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It took over and 12. she had already been blocked. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so as soon as they bust in, Sawan, like what's, what's the meaning of this? Like you can, you can leave like, Go away. You don't need to be here. And, um, and, and Elida, you know, it's just like, has a little smirk on her face the entire time. Like She does. Yeah. I don't like her. Yeah. She's such a, a glitch. Yeah. The Matrix. <laughs> such a glitch. Huh. Yeah. So let's talk but, about this. So the women come in. Yeah. So. Uh, this is, this is where they're really far out of touch. The women, when they start you know, telling the Amberlin she's not the Amberlin anymore. Like, hey, we we barely had a quorum, and you know, we passed this, blah blah blah. And there were just enough people. It's official. Um, that flies in the face of Robert's rules in parliamentary procedure, because mm-hmm. proper and um, sufficient notice needs to be given to to all parties. So a notice has to be sent out to all members. Now they could send a notice out. And sometimes people just won't give enough time or they'll do it intentionally when people are far enough away. But if the rest of the I said I didn't even know this vote was taking place, then they didn't follow parliamentary procedure. So no. it's not it, it it's not a qualifying do you, do you vote. Think, do you think the, the, the white tire falls Robert's rules? 
They should. They should. <laughs> they well, should. if it doesn't specific, if it doesn't specify it in their bylaws, like how notification should happen, then you know, in in a court of law, they're they're going to look at Robert's rules and say, well, hey, let's if you didn't specify how to announce that this vote's going to happen or this meeting's going to happen, you have to you have to fall back to Robert's rules. I love like so. I, I, so just just briefly. So I've served on many boards that have tried to adopt Robert's rules. It's always funny when they first do it. Because I've served on ones that I mean, so I've served on a lot bigger nonprofit boards that that have followed it always. So I've, I'm very familiar with Robert's rules, but I've also served on smaller ones, and they try to adopt it. And when no one knows how it works, Clueless. it's 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 hilarious because they're just stumbling through the entire time. Like, is this the point of order? Is this how we do? It? I, I I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> yeah. Traditionally, in those smaller boards, uh, people only start really digging into it when they're upset and they're mm-hmm. trying to. Use the rules oh, sure. in their favor. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I was yeah. half joking. Uh, but also, yeah. I, whatever their process is, is pretty stupid. We were, I was just talking about the divisions between the different Aja, and clearly they have different goals in mind and everything. You would think there would be some requirement like our Senate um, having at least two representatives from each Aja for a vote like this. Not like a simple quorum and a vote. Right. Because then you can just stack it with reds and have your yeah. vote. Like that's need like a two thirds majority, a super majorities and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It, or, or certain proportion of representation from the Ajas, I think would be crucial here. Anyways. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the colors that entered the door, there's pretty good representation of every group, but blue, no blue. Yes. No blue. I mean, so there, there's great representation of, you know, the tower in general. I always, I found it very interesting. Her reaction, which was, if this is about this matter, I told you better. If it's about that matter, I told you better. How would you like to go scrub pots? How would you like to go? Like she went straight on the defense and then straight up went to kind of dictator, authoritative leadership style and threatened. And you could almost see the re- feel the relief in the room. There was like that tightness and then the relief kind of happened when Elida had the audacity to just reach out and snatch the uh what is it the shawl or the the stole called? yeah the stole the multicolored the stole, stole. Yeah. yeah just right off her shoulder like yep you won't be needing this anymore that right there was yeah. enough for me to be like oh it's about to go down yeah in three yeah. more books yeah <laughs> And, and they start just like, and, and Swan immediately tries to brace the source, realize she's shielded, and then a lot of weaves some air, crushing her arms to her side is what it says. Um, you know, like holds her in air. And they start looking through her papers. Um, they find the the box that she keeps them as important papers. Of course, without even thinking, they open it up and it bursts into uh, flames and burns everything inside of it. <laughs> smart move she, by Swan. Smart move mm-hmm. by Swan. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot is like, it doesn't matter. It, it, you know, the halls met earlier today. Uh, you know, we did, not all the sitters, the sisters were there, but enough sitters were there for me to quorum due to our laws. And we voted you out of as Omerlin. You were just deposed uh, and you were to stand trial, uh, you know, a mock trial pretty much um, for XYZ crimes. Um, yeah. And Swan's still kind of confident. She's like, well, once the full hall meets, the vote will be reversed. Um, you know, there's there's never been a rebellion inside the White Tower ever. So you, you, you're you really doing something dumb here. And some of the sisters are actually kind of nervous about Swan's kind of line of reasoning. Like, do you really want to go down this road? Like, So 
obviously we read far enough to know what happened, but uh, no joke, as I'm reading this, when Swan starts giving her threats and Elida stays confident in her course of action, my first thought is, it's not over. And she's going to get as much done as she can before this could happen, before any of the other I said I could come back and maybe vote to change or anything. And mm-hmm. I started thinking about stealing. Or, well, or killing, but I'm like, well, maybe she can't kill him, but... You know, yeah. I still have questions about the whole truth rod or whatever it is, the vows they take and who can break it and how they can break it and blah, blah, blah. blah. Well, I mean, but I was right there with you. I started thinking stealing, stealing as well because of, you know, due diligence, like fair trial. And I was thinking, well, that's more or less, you know, an American ideology. Is this how the White Tower operates? was kind of my next thought. Yeah. I mean, if they had the votes to take her down, they you know, they got enough people there to make the decision to steal her as well. And they might've already decided that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And as they lead her out, her warder has been stabbed. That's F'd uh, up. Yeah. And it's dying from a knife wound as they're, as they're leaving out. And a lot of just turns to her and says, you know, Hey, we're, we're going to get every last scrap out of you. Like we're going to question you now. You're done. And then we switch to men's point of view. So anything from this before we switch? Yeah. So I'll say this. A little painful for me reading this. I don't know why. Like, I've always gone back and forth with Moraine with liking her, not liking her, trusting her, not trusting her, just flip-flopping. And even though she was in cahoots with Swan, like, I always had nothing but, like, respect for Swan, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. And I guess by the time we met her, I've already started to work through my issues with Moraine, so maybe that helped it, but I don't know. Um she just she feels like one of the good guys. So this this one, I, was saying, I think it this helps one was a that kick she. Mm-hmm. I think it helps that the verbiage that she uses is very down to earth. Yeah, I mean she's talking about fishing. She's talking about the water. She's talking about being back with her pops, doing the things that the fisher folk did. Her room is simple. It's basic. I mean she is the leader in the trenches. Sure. Whereas, like, Moraine, she grew up playing Days to Mar and the great game and, like, just used to being conniving and manipulative. And Swan has more humble roots. So, man, I, yeah, I, I bet you that's, that's probably a good part of what has affected my perspective. But And then, you know, we have to remember back to um, Egwene's time dealing with, like, the, the Three Rings. Like, we knew at some point in time, or we assumed... At some point in time, Swan was going to lose her leadership role and become ineffective. We didn't know where she was. Yeah. We kept questioning what happened to her. And now we kind of know. She's on the run and powerless. Well, we haven't gotten that far yet. But that's where we're headed. I'm going to say temporarily uh, powerless, but Alan, get us there. Get us to that part, Alan, and then we'll talk about it. About her being temporary powerless? Yeah. Get, getting stilled. We're yeah. not there yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we still have to talk there. about men. Let's <laughs> get a men's point of view. Yeah, you know, All right, men, we'll, we'll go through that. Issues. We'll go through it. Yeah, we're waiting. Go ahead. Start yeah, yeah. So, so we switch over to men's point of view. Um, men, t- men enters the White Tower gates and is missing the usual guards, which she thinks is kind of strange. Like, it's not guarded. And uh, she knows some smoke over in the, you know, where the warders train, the training grounds. And she's like, Oh, maybe there's a fire, and that's why all the guards are just... Boy, they're really practicing really hard today. Listen to them swords clamoring around. Intense. um, Yeah, her thoughts are like, you know, that they're gone over to fight the fire. And then um, 
you know, as she keeps on working, she she hears all the swords clanging. She's like, man, yeah, they're <laughs> they're really training. Um, and then uh, our good friend, Gawain, 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 who's not me, Alan, however you want to pronounce it, Gawain, mm-hmm. uh, emerges with a group of young men, all with blades bared. Um, Gawain then tells her Swan's been deposed, um, and that she should leave immediately. Um, of course, she's like, no, I'm not going anywhere. What? Like, what? Swan? It's like, so. I thought you loved me. I thought you called me here because you... Let me stop. So, thoughts about the, the battle going outside in the grounds? I mean, obviously, there's supporters of Swan that don't necessarily agree with this position, uh, position that's being taken by some of the sisters. And there's definitely... I mean, it's a full-on coup. So, I mean, whenever so there's like, a, a change of power... My biggest concern or issue was how fragile leadership really was in this scenario and the structure of the way things are run. If one person being voted out, so, you know, democratically removed, if you want to call it that, can create such chaos and violence, then the White Tower really didn't have it together to begin with. Well, more importantly, you see that within some of these factions, people were not solely dedicated to the White Tower. They were dedicated to, like, certain borders just dedicated to their particular Aes Sedai or certain Aes Sedai that are just dedicated to their Aja or or their mission. Um, They should have done a better job selling, you know, the White Tower as a whole. And this is seen throughout the world. Um, I mean, even within our own country, but especially in other countries, um, oh, yeah. whenever uh, uh, political things happen um, and, and different powers take over, um, the, the military backs some person. I mean, especially, I mean, not to pick on uh, South American or African countries, but th- those are historically uh, horrible about, you know, if, uh, if, if someone takes over, uh, especially military backing um, it's, it's, it's not pretty. Um, there, there are definitely violent transitions of power. Um, and, and historically, even going back to Europe, I mean, not, not in the, our recent history, but you go back far enough, um, peaceful transition of power is kind of a, a rare thing, um, that's yeah. more modern than historically past. I mean, uh, in the, in the past, you go back to Roman times, our Greek, our, our old Europe, Middle Ages, um, peaceful transition to power. Um, it almost required bloodshed. That was almost, almost uh, yeah. 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 Um, it, it was pretty rare. I mean, unless it was bloodline, um, but anything like that wasn't bloodline was brutal. Mm-hmm. So and I'll also say this. I got a little nervous when, um, they, they started to shout, you know, Alan, the white boar, Alan, <laughs> forward the younglings and the whole younglings thing you know being a star wars fan i was like bro you you picked the wrong group of young (laughs) people to back you up they're all about to get diced up by anakin here Anakin, yeah yeah. (laughs) so i was a little nervous about his his little uh group of followers there so before we switch back to swan anything from this quick little blip from men Hmm. nah no not really all right. So we go back to Swan and she wakes up in her cell. She's naked, cold and bruised. Um, and, um, I'll, at this point she doesn't even realize she's been, st- or maybe she knows she's still, but she's not even thinking about it at this point. And it's not until, uh, she hears, uh, Leanna or Liana 
uh, her second in command, uh, the keeper of the Chronicles, call her from nearby um, and almost, I mean, not almost, in tears. You know, they, they stilled me, um, you know, and realized that, you know, they're both stilled. Uh, they both have been cut off from the One Power permanently. Um, we get a tease about the interrogation, and this kills me. She talks mm-hmm. about what she remembered. Um, she remembered telling them everything eventually. And then, so that was at least satisfying to be like, okay, everything she knew she told them. And then Jordan goes, almost everything. And I'm like, well, fuck, hmm. what was she able to, what information did she protect? <laughs> and at this point, we don't know. So like how much does Elida and, and the rest of these folks, how much do they know? Do they know the whole plot with the Rand thing and how far back it goes? Do they know about Moraine? Uh, you know, if so, Moraine's going to be hunted now. Like, how much do they know? That almost everything just... He might as well have not told us anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. And, hmm. and, you know, also they're talking about how um, Swan believes that Elida's going to be raised to the L1 seat. And that, you know, one day that woman will pay for what she's done. You know, she's, she's still like this. This is not over yet. Uh, she, I mean, even throughout this entire chapter, Swan's refusing to believe that, that she's been defeated. While um, being stilled. Like everything we know still. about being stilled, it's like, I mean, look at Loghain. Look at the stories we heard about other women. Yeah. It's just instant depression. It's horrible, right? It's death. Yeah, yeah it's I death. mean. It's death e- sentence, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Even, even when... Um, when Egwene first went into the steading before, like, she really knew, well, I guess she knew she could channel at that point. When she went with Perrin, like, her mm-hmm. reaction was, like, more negative than the others. She was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is, I don't, I don't really like this feeling of being separated, right? And that was temporary. Yeah. Anyways, um, speaking of Egwene, Egwene was asking questions a while back about being stilled and if it can ever be reconnected. And I remember I made comments about how, okay, like, Egwene's going to find a way that somebody that's been stilled, somebody that's been separated from the power can find it again. And that jumped back into my mind here, and especially, like you were saying, Alan, how strong-willed Swan is. I think there's going to be some sort of convergence of, of information that the girls find out, that Egwene finds out, linking up with Swan again down the road, and I, I think they're going to find a way to be able to restore that power. And I'm going okay. to co- come back to that at the end of this chapter, too. Okay. Because I think it applies to multiple people. <clears throat> yeah, like, I want to agree with you because there, there's another person that I, too, because that would, you know, take care That'd of one of our... Yeah. But I, so much of me was like, eh, maybe not. Maybe once it's gone, it's gone. I don't know. Um... I think the one thing that I did realize is how much they depended on the power and how that became like their identity and then how strong Swan was in the fact that she still knew who she was from prior to having this power. So it didn't make mm-hmm. as big of a deal from her in the beginning, only as she came across challenges or obstacles that she could typically handle without thinking hard. Really challenged her. Did she like speak up and be like, oh no, this this isn't good. Yeah. I like how she doesn't give up the fight just because she's stilled. She doesn't give up the fight because she's no longer Aes Sedai, so she can't ever be Amarlin, right? Um, she's still dedicated to the cause. And she's like, 
look, we're going to find another Aes Sedai. We're going to do whatever it takes. We're going to find a way to influence mm-hmm. who eventually sits in that seat. So that was kind of reassuring, you know. I mean, we talked about earlier humble beginnings and, and what her intent is and everything. And what I'm reading here is clearly it wasn't just to hold power. Like she truly believes in, you know, right or wrong, she believes in uh, the way she was leading the tower and what she was doing. Yeah. And so knowing that she's not asked to die anymore, I say the thought literally was there and it left my mind that quick. When it comes back, I'll address it. Oh, so with her not being asked to die, that also means that she's no longer held to the bonds, right? Didn't yes. we read that? Yeah. We read that she's no longer held. So my, my question is, will she even, will she choose to stay the way she is for the sake of Rand? I mean, if nothing else, she's got a plethora of knowledge and she's got huge influence. Will she remain that way just so that she can be a better aide to Rand? Will she replace Moraine at some point? Or will she try to go after her powers and take her seat back? Hmm. I don't think she's useful in that role anymore. I see There's her getting not really her really a white tower anymore. I see her getting her powers back, but I again, I think it, it'll be solely focused on the mission, and that may not necessarily require her taking that seat again. Well, I think I think it ends up being a Gwen. Retrigger her like promise, or would she be an Aes Sedai or capable of Aes Sedai powers without? having to hold to the oaths anymore well hopefully not and, and you know with the black aja we we see that there's a way around it so i don't know well may, and maybe this is it so going to your idea of maybe they can recover maybe that's how the maybe black aja that's got around how it. they become black aja they intentionally steal them then restore the power yeah and somehow and they, that's the whole idea of i'll come back to the you power and couplings. retrain you yeah it's, they unplug the eyes and eye and then plug them back in and now they're killers. <laughs> well, and, and, and there you go. Like, I'll come back around to retrain you. Like, maybe she means like, I'll steal you and then bring you back as Black Aja. Yeah. You can write that mm. down as a potential. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe that's the workaround. Yeah. I haven't even begun to think like how they go. Anyways, I... No, that's always the first thing on my mind is how can you like work the system to your fullest and we got to find a way to break the promises so that you can then manipulate the power and do what you want. And so that, I mean, that train of thought would make sense to me. If that's Mm -hmm. a way of doing it, then why not? Possible. Possible. I like it. Mm. Mm. Okay. I'll write it down the prediction. <laughs> Reconfigure power couplings. Yep. Reconfigure power couplings. There you go. We've been doing so, that from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, that's how it works. So as they're having this conversation, then they, she hears uh, uh, the key, the keys start to grate as a lock, and we switch immediately back to Min's perspective. So the doors unlocking, and Min, Min's teamed up with Loris, who we mentioned earlier, uh, our cook. From the kitchens, um, who who doesn't like Loris? Loris is awesome. Loris is Loris is the Miss Virgie of the Wheel of Time. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, yo, cheeseburger, uh, ready? Miss Virgie, Miss Virgie, can I get some packs of sugar for my tea? You don't need no sugar, honey. You're already sweet mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Miss Virgie. That's cute, but give me some sugar. Sugar, <laughs> like, boy, I got sugar for you. Come on in here. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. <laughs> 
<laughs> Miss Virtue, please. I got to go to work. Just. Yeah. And in case you guys haven't listened to previous episodes, Miss Virgie was a cook at a restaurant at a pool that both Ian and I lifeguarded at. And she was, she awesome. was amazing. Oh, yeah. She was. She had been there forever. Like, I would try and reach my hand in the window and steal a french fry underneath the heat lamp, and she would slap my hand away. She had that fly swatter in her hand all yep. the time. She'd, like, She'd whack Suck. my hand. <laughs> And then I'd be like, oh, Miss Virgie, I'm so hungry. And she'd be like, oh, no. And she'd get a little tray out and put like three fries on it and be like, here you go, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> she always had this trashy romance novel she was reading. Yes. <laughs> I read over her shoulder uh, once and it was the raunchy type. <laughs> 50 shades of you know what. Yeah. It's like yeah. 174 shades. She was uh, all up in it. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so we go back to Min's point of view, um, and she's with Loris, uh, and they're trying to free Swan and Liana. Um, So, um, you know, they they enter the cell. They're the ones who had the key, uh, and yeah, both Swan and Liana are there. uh, Liana are there. Stillian has changed their appearance. That's one thing that we find out from this. Um, They're no longer have the ageless face anymore. In fact, they look younger. Yeah. Um, that was interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, and men passed some clothes to them, says, you know, hey, um, you know, Lars had hit them on the head. <laughs> I thought that was funny, too. They stretched the guards and hit them on the head, so the guards are knocked out right now, um, and that they're trying to sneak them out. So what do you think of this whole plan? Um, obviously, Lars, Lars is not 100% all in, but she's doing it for men because she loves men. But here's, okay, so I'm probably reading into this too much, like everything else. She's full on with men until they get in there, and like once her role, like once they need her for her, once that's over, she it's almost like she starts to snap out of it, and she's like, wait, I agree. wait a minute, why am I doing this? This is a horrible idea. Like, I, I can't help you guys agree anymore. With that. So now we go back to men, and men we know has very unique abilities but like are they just limited to these viewings like does she have the ability to compel is there this seems it's i wouldn't even i'm not even gonna say to viren because this seems very different than that this seems like some sort of compulsion like she definitely needed her help to get this done and this woman was all in and then all of a sudden wait what the hell am i doing i'm leaving but still very devoted to men, but still not helping any further. I, I don't know. It just seemed odd to me. Well, it says, hold on. What was the, the statement here? Hold on a second. Light help us. We have broken the tower. She said, I should be glad that some of the tower supported me, but I almost wish they had not. Men tried to keep her face expressionless, but the sharp blue eyes seemed to interpret every flicker of eyelash or uh nope i read that one wrong where's the one where min was questioning you can cut that out there's a spot where i can't remember where i where i read it where it was almost like she was questioning why she helped why she helped and if it was men that she was helping or if it was i'll find it keep going okay Mm -hmm. oh elamendra you do remind me uh when i was your age foolish doings and near to getting myself mm-hmm. hanged sometimes. Yeah. All she thinks about, like, what'd she do to get him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
again, not to keep talking about Miss Virgie, but sometimes she would start mumbling about when man, when I was your age, we're like, Miss Virgie, we don't want to know. We don't want to know. <laughs> and then always one of the sketchy lifeguards bleeding and be like, no, tell me, Miss Virgie, what did you used to do? Tell, tell, tell me. Tell me. Give tell, me the details. Me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, as they're leading, leading uh, them out, Swan starts asking questions about the fighting going on. She realizes the tower has been broken. Uh, and men can't bring it to her to tell her how little support actually Swan had amongst the, all the sisters. I mean, she had some support amongst the warders and and some of the guards. But as far as within the tower, she didn't have much support. Yeah. Um, but it, it still seems to me like of the people that would have supported her the most, they weren't there. Yeah, all the members of the Blue Odges had left and most of the Greens. Right. So. so I think the timing of it was very purposeful and well-orchestrated by those mm-hmm. that did it. So, yeah. eh, you know, give her some credit. There's those yeah. out there that support her. They just weren't there, I think. Do you, who do you think's behind yeah. this? I mean, do you think it's just all Lida trying to do a power grab, or do you think there's there's bigger forces? I mean, we've already assumed that Elida was a dark friend. Okay. Now, I don't know who's organized it anymore at this point. It seems the fact that we've already introduced another new dark friend. So, like, speculations are very difficult to give since we haven't really met all 13 yet. Yeah. I think there's more to come with the destruction of the White Tower. I think this is an example of fighting within. Uh, and I know we talked about... Do you about... think the Dark Tower itself could be a seal? I mean, the White Tower itself could be a seal? Oh, maybe. Mm. Or, or maybe somewhere with it. I have one like hidden somewhere. Like a mammal that gets eaten by Don't, but no, don't we have seals that we still have to find? <laughs> well, don't, don't ask the White Tower where they're at. They have no clue. <laughs> they, have, uh, they have no idea. There should literally be one underneath their nose and they wouldn't know the difference. They, they wouldn't, no. Yep. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past Jordan to uh, give an example of like a an organization as powerful as the Aes Sedai and the White Tower crumbling, not because of some infiltration of some evildoer, um, but just from the infighting and, you know, just the organization itself crumbling mm-hmm. in on itself. And then I think eventually someone still does swoop in on them. So I don't know. I know we talked about her being Black Aja, possibly one of the ones left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's still possible. But part of me is thinking, all right, well, maybe this is, just a power grab, but it, it weakens the tower and, you know, it leaves them susceptible to something worse. Yeah. And, and there's more to come. Yeah. So at this point they make it out of the tower and they go to the stables and they get a horse for Swan who happens to be a horse that we know. Bella! Guys are gonna get twenty minutes of that at home. No, but seriously, like, why? Why now did Bella become like a thing? I guess she's just chilling, waiting for her opportunity to reenter. Bella's always been a thing. 
Stella is the creator. She is. (laughs) I agree. (sighs) Yeah. So if Min doesn't have the power to compel this cook lady, and clearly the Amerlin and her number two couldn't do it because they've been stilled, and if she was compelled, who did it? Bella did it. Bella. Bella's the one organizing the escape. Bam. Working Mm, through Min. Bella is saving the day through Min and the cook. Yep. Bam. How crazy right would it be if we get like three or four books in and we find out that Bella really was like some morphed forsaken or something who just hasn't been set free and they're actually all in animal form out there in the world and I, I want I want at the end of the series uh on Amazon like to just show somebody riding off and Bella and then Bella turn her head around and wink at the camera and then just keep going. And everybody be like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. I created her. This is her story. She's behind everything. Wink. Yeah. What's it? Uh, Lauren from Unraveling the Pattern. He did a whole video about um, about the one power and about, you know, the basic intro to uh, wheel of time and he talks about the creator and in the video he flashes a picture of a horse like when he says it like, oh, yeah. it's like a quick flash like and the creator uh it's great it's a uh, love it yeah yeah it's great um yeah so moving on um they get bella and then gawan uh shows out shows up <laughs> shows out shows up and recognizes uh Egwene's ho- horse first before he recognizes anyone else because everybody else yeah. looks drawn and stops them and, um, you know, demands. Well, like, he recognizes the horse and Minnie. He's like, a New York to no good. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Who is did he, that? Did he stop yeah. them in the name of love? Did he stop them so they can collaborate and listen? Not love really. sounds like the right answer. Well, I, technically, I, I he needs to tell a story about Hammer Time. <laughs> stop. Stop. Hammer Time. Hammer Time. Because <laughs> hmm. he killed him. He, he killed Hammer. Oh. <laughs> Too soon for jokes, bro. I don't know why I didn't I'm sorry. I had to go there because you did the whole stop thing. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. Um, so he stops him. Um, this is when you find out. Hammer time. <laughs> <laughs> I just reset it again in my head, and it was funnier the second time. <laughs> Too soon, too soon. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, recognizes who um, Swan is, and immediately starts doing a lot of questioning about, you know, where's his sister? Where's Egwene? You know, and Swan answers with, you know, well, as far as I know, they're safe in Ilian. Um, oh, Ian just left, uh, and real, yeah, and realizes that she can lie now. So, which is. Um, Again, yeah. that that brought me to the question of they can lie now, and if they do get their power back, will they be held to the rules anymore? Right. And it's so you funny, do. the nature of lying, how quickly it comes back to the human lips. Here's a woman who hasn't been able to flat-out lie in a long time, and the first thing that flies out of her mouth is just a flat-out lie. Mm. Yeah. 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 Thoughts? <laughs> Thoughts about lying? Gawain. Gawain. I felt like his sense of duty bothered me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Go on. Because his duty wasn't to anything more than his sister, maybe? 
Oh, it's more like, than I'm that. I'm so confused. Or if if it is like to the tower, does that mean like he's just that easily manipulated where he's going to go with the flow of the popular? Well, I, so, I, I think, think there's he, a couple... Well, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I think his duty is still more to his home country and to his kingdom. And I, I think... From his perspective, I think he puts that before his sister even, even though, you know, his sister is part of that. Um, I think he'd put that before his sister. And he recognizes the relationship between his kingdom, his queen, and the White Tower and the history there. And he needs to support the White Tower. So whether we like or dislike what has happened with this vote, um, as far as anybody can tell, it was done legally. And yeah. according to their rules. So he is defending the tower. And in doing that, he's defending the already uh, stressed relationship between the White Tower and the kingdom that he comes from. And Elida was his his mom's uh, advisor. So he grew up with Elida. Um, he's known Elida right. his entire life. And he's just come to the White Tower and always learned about Swan. And so she lies to him all the time about his sister. So... I think, I think, as the reader, of course, we hate the decision he makes. Like, it, it pisses us off. But then, if you put yourself in his shoes and forget about what we as the reader know, let's get in his shoes and make a decision based off, off of what he knows. And like Alan was pointing out, what has Swan been telling him? A bunch of smoke and mirrors and BS and lies. He can't get a straight answer about his sister. Um I think he made the best decision with the horrible information that he had. And that's not me really defending him. I still don't like the guy here, but uh, it's hard for me to fault him. I mean, I agree with you that that blind sense of loyalty is a great thing to have. But Mm -hmm. I still feel like he should have aligned his loyalty with, if nothing else, the person who knows exactly where where his sister is and who can get her back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, his loyalty was to the White Tower, which he has zero real affiliation with. Yeah. The last time his mother was there, she was not a fan of the White Tower. Right. Well, but he has, I guess he has some affiliation with Elida. I mean, he's known Elida's entire life. Yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah. he's also received a letter like, to keep an eye out for Elida. Yeah. Yep. So, um, after a quick confrontation, um, Gawain eventually uh, agrees to escort them out of the city um, and give them a little note from him to allow him, them to leave the actual city, actually out of the White Tower, then actually out of the city. Um, uh, you know, writes a pass for them. Um, and this is how they can't escape um but this is so this is where somebody has to explain this to me this is so contradictory to everything he just did this is mm-hmm. what i don't understand why is it just because he's trying to help men men yeah it's men he likes men so, um, uh, so is men compelling again or is this bella is this bella's doing this is bella. this is a huge flip he could still help men and have Swan and her number two arrested and brought back. So why is he going all out and putting his name and his reputation on the line by getting them out of the city? I feel like there's some other powers going on here. There's some compulsion. There's some case for it, but I mean, it's yeah. 
I guess I don't know. I just it's it's a pretty big flip. He was yeah. he was just murdering, literally just murdered a mentor. Yeah. Uh, doing what he thought was right. But then he let the right the person go that he's supposed to be. Yeah. Capturing. Yeah. I mean that's a big flip. That's it a is. big flip. It is. I don't know. Maybe he's having second thoughts about everything, his decisions. I mean, doesn't seem like the second thought kind of guy. Yeah. I don't no. True. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like he's definitely having to be lured in that lured into that. Yeah. No, then also that thinks that there's nothing really that's that Swan can do. At this point she's stilled. Like there's nothing there's his for to his point, the damage is done. There's I mean, keeping her there, what is that what does that gain? I mean, let's look at it from that lens. Um, I mean, but if you put an item of power in her hand, something that has magic, she could still manipulate the power with that, can't she? No, I don't think there, she, there's angrels uh, that don't require yeah. channeling to use. But 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 mm. yeah, but but for the most part, from his knowledge of everything, she's useless. Sure. Um, so what's uh, the the whole point of keeping her there is just to make her, you know, rub her face in it. Uh, you know, that, I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, at this point, that's what, the, you know, they even said that she'd just become a scullery ser- servant and scrub pots the rest of her life. All right. But I just made um, the case that maybe we can't go so hard on him because he was defending his relationship and his kingdom's relationship with the White Tower. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's already out the window because his first act after that is to do something that if the leadership of the White Tower found out, they would turn on him. He would probably yeah. be arrested if not killed. Sure. So, again, this is a big flip-flop. I feel like this is a moment we may come back to later on when we get more information. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like it comes back to men. I joke about the Bella thing, but I, I feel like there's more to men that we just don't know okay. yet. Yeah. So they finally make it outside, the, 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 at least the, the grounds. And as they're making their way um, t- towards outside the city, uh, they literally run into this guy. Bella Lily runs into him. <laughs> <laughs> hey guy, um, hmm, Bella's leading away, huh? Uh, and, and, and this they, is the second person that you're hoping we can unstill. Mm, yeah, bingo. And, and we're, and we're, we recognize him. He's Logan, and he's gotten out of the tower grounds. Uh, he's still in the city, and he's tried to leave the city. The city dragging but, around like Eeyore, like yeah, but no one bros. Like I just want to get out of here and go find a tree and hang myself. Okay, yeah. I, just, I just I'm done I just, with this. Yeah. And like when they make eye contact and he realizes who she is and she realizes he just drops to his knees and he's like, like literally, yeah. I just, please let me get there. I'm, I'm harmless. I can't do anything. And then, and when Min sees him, she sees the aura of glory around his head again. Um, and then she also remembers the unusual aura that was around, that was around Gawain, um, of Gawain kneeling at Egwene's feet, his head bowed and, and Gawain breaking Egwene's neck. I think that was the vision that she saw of him. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so when I heard that, I was like utterly confused. But then I thought about the whole idea of maybe we can unstill people. If that's the case, we have a very short timeline because we know that those that have been stilled don't live a long life. Is that because like they're blocked from the power or is it because they get a blockage of power and then at some point it just overtakes them and kills them? Yeah. Ooh, like a look, yeah, like a dam. Yeah, like the power is just dammed up. So you just yeah. need to be able to, yeah, let it flow. So, 
before we get on this uh, this Godwin vision, because it's a double vision, and either one could be true, there are two separate visions that she saw. Um, let's talk about Logan a little bit. So I know Ian has thoughts about Logan showing back up, but um, what do you think about them running to Logan? What what what's so part of my thoughts now were influenced by the show. Obviously, even though it's not out, the fact that the show made uh, seems to be making him a significant character made me think, okay, there's much more to the Loghain story than the little bit. I mean, why why have such a huge emphasis in, on, on this guy if he's just going to show up briefly, get captured, stilled, and then mope around and be depressed all the time? There's going to there's gonna be more to it. So the second we run into him again, I'm like, hot dang, here we go. Uh, and then now he's paired up with Swan, who I almost immediately after finding she was stilled, start thinking about, like I said earlier, they're going to find a way somehow uh, to be able to channel again. And this is a interesting duo to, to see go about doing that. Um, but then, man, what, what does it mean to have multiple male channelers running around? And we also have this other false dragon that hasn't it been caught yet. a little yet. more like what used to be normal. True. But like, how do they, I guess my question is, how do they f- fill into the various prophecies? And we have to question... Well, we, there are more prophecies that we don't know. This is true. And we're assuming that, you know, the sea folk, what did they call their person? The begins with a C. Uh, the the Carmor. Carmor. Okay. And the Aiel, he who comes with the, with the dawn? The Karkon. Or here comes the dawn. Yeah. The Karkon. Right. Or here comes the dawn. Yeah. And then there's the dragon reborn, and there, mm-hmm. we might run into other cultures that have different names for it. And we're assuming mm-hmm. these are different names all for the same person. But what if these are actually different people that have to rise up at the same time? Hmm. You know, and then who's who? Okay. I, so much to think about from a few sentences. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if if Loghain get if if he's able to get his ability to channel back and he starts zapping folks and then like I said, we have this other guy running around, like what is their role? Who's gonna give him his power back? He's gonna take the power back. Take it back. Maybe they go to Roydian. I thought that maybe, yeah. I mean, there's so much in there that we don't know about. And then maybe the wise ones help him. Maybe the snakes, the foxes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wait, yeah. The ones that that Matt went to where you could just strike a deal with? Yeah. I mean, apparently they have the ability to give you, like, whatever. Hmm. What if, I like my, oh, the idea of like, there's got to be a way to unstill them, and that's how the blacks are getting around the whole promises. There's got to be I like some of that. one of the Forsaken that has the ability to restore. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Forsaken? Yeah. Or I, I don't know what else beyond that. Because we don't know what the stilling really looks like, do we? I mean, we know it's that you're cut off apparently from the source. Yeah, um, but like, what's the? Is it a Ta'Andriel <laughs> that does it? Like, no, you do it with the power. They, they, they. they I don't know if they mentioned that, but yeah, they, yeah, they. they it's do, with yeah. the power, so mm-hmm. something gets weaved around. I just, I don't know how, even with thirteen people or whatever it takes, you can have a weave that's permanent that can't be unweaved, that can't be changed again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- yeah. I, th- I think you have to have like creator level power to be able to do something that can't be changed, that can't be undone. Yeah, but every every spell has a loophole. 
I mean, so they talk about there's like two ways you can cut off from the power. You can be stilled or gentle, male or female. Right. Oh, yeah. um, or you can burn out um, where you use too much of the power and you lose the ability because you burned yourself out. Um, and those are the two ways that we've talked about that you can lose the power. Um, stealing and gentling is done with the power. Uh, burning out is done with the power, I guess, by yourself. But, yeah. Hmm. It's got overload. Mm-hmm. Load some transformers. Exactly. So, um, sorry. So I'll just put a gif in, in the chat. Um, so, so then let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, a Gawain, um, and these double visions from men. Uh, so one was him kneeling at Egwene's feet. The other one with head bowed. The other one was him breaking her neck. And, and men even thinks that, you know, they both can't come true. One, but she's never seen a double dual aura like that. Or could they both come true or could either vision come true? Um, or, or maybe we're at a point in time where neither outcome is decided. Uh, again, advantage of starting to listen to eye of the world again, when loyal first starts talking about Taviran and what it means to be Taviran. And there's some things that they can change. And sometimes the pattern swirls around them. And sometimes the pattern pulls them into a direction. It's not, it's not like the Taviran folks have all this control or whatever. Um, so maybe one of our Taviran, um, mm-hmm. depending on how they move forward in this timeline, they could cause the neck breaking to happen, or maybe they do something that, like maybe that's the actual change. That's where it snaps, and, and it's a new pattern that's woven, and it's mm. she becomes Amberland, and he bows down to her, or whatever that other vision okay. is. So, But right now... Min is seeing the two possibilities. Something else has to happen for one of those two things to 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 become true, and it just hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So she's like in limbo. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of had the exact same thought. The other thought was like, again, this is that pivotal point, and the next decisions that he makes is going to be what decides how it goes. So it's: Do you continue to support the White Tower? Do you go home? and support your family or is there another path even that he could go now hmm. like he is quite pious in my opinion and we've always joked that maybe he becomes like a white cloak so yeah there is that thought that depending on him deciding to continue to support men in the crew versus becoming a white cloak or going back home or staying at the white t- tower and trying to help rebuild it yeah, where's where's Galad during all this, and and what side did he fall on? He he didn't. Did co- we talk about? He didn't come up in these chapters then? at all. Yeah, I know. But did we talk about what happened with him already? No, unless it was unless it was a night that. Never mind, Rafa. <laughs> I might have been pretty deep in them vodka drinks. Rafa. Okay. Yeah. Well, he'll, he'll come back. He'll come back. I'll, I'll give you that much. That's just a little spoiler for you. Okay. Galad will come back. Yeah. It ain't over yet. His story's not over yet. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's how we end this chapter, though. Um, them riding away, um, leaving the tower, um, heading. Wait, wait, wait. How crazy Glad would it be was if getting white pretty white cloaked over the white tower yeah. at this point. Yes, I didn't sure if we talked about that. He yeah. had the book yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. like that, and he started following the ways of the white cloaks. Right, but there wasn't like a chapter of like, and then he rode off into the sunset with the yeah. white cloaks. There, yeah, we haven't had that. But he was he was getting... started to he was starting to read about them and getting really super interested yeah. in the one. Yeah. 
quoting their crazy. Now, what, like I said again, how crazy would it be if the White Cloaks came and swung the White Tower in this moment of weakness and took it mm. over? I mean, they're all surrounding Tarvalon at this point. So. That's what I'm saying. Now's the time. They're susceptible. The picking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And what if Galad helps to lead the charge? Ooh, and then brother against brother. Mm. I don't even know that. Like, I think Gawain will be like, well, I got what I need. I sent her on her way. Like, Yeah, but Gawain, he's got followers now. They chant his name, Gawain the Boar, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, he could lead the them on to the side of the White Cloak. The White Lion. Or the it's White, water, yeah, white It's just uh, trainee warders that are about him, so Young he can convert them all. <laughs> Yeah. Convert them all to white cloak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take them home with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, any other thoughts from this chapter as we kind of end this? I mean, it's it a big a, chapter. This is a big chapter. A, There's some good stuff. Thing, it's a very big chapter, and there was a lot going on, but there was, it was lacking in minute detail. Sure. Like, for everything that we get from Jordan we typically get this very microscopic view and then Mm -hmm. each chapter kind of builds and builds and builds and builds. So for this chapter to be at the very end of the book means the next book is going to be like a takeover of these characters. Sure. I think we're going to see the development of men. We're going to see the development of, um, well, she's not our Amelin seat anymore. So we're going to see her. Swan. Logan. Where do you think yeah. they're gonna go? I mean, they're they're gone, but where do you think they're gonna go at this point? I mean, there's only really one place for them to go. Where they're gonna go to Tear in search of Rand, okay, and then be sadly disappointed that he's not there. He's not there. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, so many possibilities. If I am, you know, my if I'm stilled, I'm going to my friend. I'm going to Moraine. Okay. She might want to find yeah. Moraine is with. But she's still dedicated to seeking out other Aes Sedai that she knows she could talk to to mm-hmm. try and secure, you know, the leadership of the White Tower. So she's motivated for that also. And who's the best person to do it? Egwene. <laughs> no, Maureen. I know, yeah, I know you're going with that. Yeah. Uh, but no, I actually, because like at first I was like, well. The tower. No, I don't see that. No. Brain doesn't go to the tower anyway. She's no a, she's she a the tower for like half a second. Yeah. It's a power it play, though. It's it not about the being back at. No, she hasn't. No, she no, left before she went back. That she got yeah. called back by the Armin seat, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm dipping out again." Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I get some more so gold, I mean, to your point, maybe it is a <laughs> Maybe maybe it is a Gwen. Maybe by the time they finally find her, so she's trained enough with the um people in the waste. Yeah. Yeah. That she could actually be formidable and she can yeah. take okay. that position. Yeah. All right. Well, favorite character? Bella. Bella. And men. <laughs> men? Yeah, why not? Men. I'm going right. to give a shout out to okay. men because nice. we haven't really given her much love in a long time. 
Yeah. Not not she, love for the for the crazy compulsive uh uh I said are Forsaken. They like just completely snap their brains. Like You know, I, I, I didn't like that, but again, I screwed up. When I was listening, the first person that came to my mind was who I was stuck with. Landfield, and then yeah. right away I'm like, Oh shit, I was wrong. Like yeah. this is a whole new person. The, the mystery forsaken. This is yeah. the mystery forsaken. But men I just don't see where men is going. Like I'm intrigued by the story that is about to unfold about men. So much more than meets the eye. Yeah. And then she's got the ex armament seat with her. Like what if she does have some power that hasn't been explored? And now she's had all the time in the world now where she could just focus on helping men build up while they try to regain support. Hmm. Like that just makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, and at, still nobody that we've run into understands the source of men's gifts. Like it's not a channeling thing. It's but so mm-hmm. what is it? Yeah. And when they figure that out, what else could that lead to? You know, maybe there's more to it than just some simple viewings. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like your pick. Thank you. Yeah. I like yours. Bella's return has been definitely uh, sought after. Long, and long time coming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the creator has been here. The creator is, was, and always will be. But it's always great to have the creator present in our lives. That's why the White Cloaks are going to take out the White Towers, because Bella's not there protecting it they're anymore. They're not going to take it out. I feel like they're going to take it over. Over. There's a difference. But Bella's not there to protect it. That's why. Yeah. They're going to see Bella walk by, and they go, well, boys, <laughs> looks well, like meat's this. back on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> So next time on the Will of Reads, we'll be doing two chapters. We'll be doing 48 and 49, which is an offer refused. Make you an offer you can't refuse. Um, and then uh, Cold Rocks Hold, which we've talked about in previous chapters with Rand. They're heading towards Cold Rocks Hold. So we're there. Yes. So these are back to, the, back to the waste chapters. We're back in Rand. Randland. <sighs> Don't do that. Okay, there, good. You're back. There's not wasteful chapters at the end of a book. Jordan wouldn't do that. I think these oh, are no, going to be back in the waste. Oh, I thought you said waste, so, wasteful so, chapters. Yeah. So an offer refused and cold rocks hold. So thoughts on I those. think well, an offer refused. Like going back to your thought of maybe it's not Rand that they seek, but Matt. I mean, Matt did make it through Royal. Okay. And he so, came with the dawn. Yeah. He came yeah. with the dawn, so he he should be a chief. Yeah. So this is where you get Marlon Brando in this chapter. You get to meet him, and he's uh, making all the characters. And um, yeah. What was the other chapter name? Cold Rocks Hold, uh, which is um, the place where they were traveling to. So it should uh, be they, a big, talked about a big concert in an outdoor amphitheater. Yeah. Like the Red Rocks, it's the Cold Rocks. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's big up. Sounds good. Great, great, great acoustics. Time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it for that. Um, so, I'll go ahead and do my normal sign off. Do so, it. Uh, how it can be found. Uh, we can be found at the Will Reads everywhere. Uh, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, even though I'm not making TikToks right now because I destroyed my phone. Um, and I can't make them. So that's why you haven't seen one in a while, at least in a few days, is because I dropped my phone 
Like I knew as soon as I dropped it too. Like you ever dropped a phone, like it, it could hear it crack and it was internal. Mm-hmm. Like the screen didn't crack, but then as soon as I try to turn it on, it just like flashes green, like blues and nothing comes mm-hmm. on. So, Very so my phone's done. Um, so yeah, I'm going on Friday to get it once I'm back from the beach to get a new phone. But anyway, um, so find us on all those places. Uh, also we can found our, we can email us at the will read or the will reads at gmail.com. Um, I do read those emails and do respond to them. Uh, and then also, uh, our website is the uh, where you can find links to all sorts of things like your discord, which is a great place to hang out. Uh, we have lots of good conversation going all the time. Lots of new readers. Um, if you guys go down to the new, re- uh, the new book section, there are uh, a bunch of people in either world, which has been a lot of fun. Um, I guess once you guys listen to this episode, uh, remember we were, we were reading you back in September, mm-hmm. back in the day, there, back in the day when you were reading that book, uh, reading your thoughts. Um, and, uh, yeah, so come join, check it out. Um, it's also how you listen to us live when we do live recordings is on the discord. Um, you can also find other ways of supporting us, uh, through our website. Uh, you can buy merch. Our links to our merchandise is on there as well. Uh, we do giveaways for those, but you can go buy it too. Uh, instead of trying to uh, win it, um, you can just go, go go buy merch. Yeah, it's a way to support us. And then also through Patreon. Uh, Patreon's the number one way of supporting us. Um, I, I still have the challenge out there. If I get to 100 patrons before Jordan Con, I will be getting a tattoo, much to my wife's dismay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but right now, I think we're at 65 patrons. So still got a ways to go. It's a stretch goal. Um, I don't think... Uh, I think I might be safe, but you guys can prove me wrong for a dollar a month. Um, can definitely prove me wrong. I'm sure like right before Jordan con, there's gonna be like a million people just sign up for $1, pay $1 and leave. <laughs> I'm creating a bunch of accounts as you speak, as you speak. There you go. Um, so we'll get the $1 from everybody and I get a tattoo and they'll leave and we're back to 65. That's okay. Um, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, so that's a great way to support us. And, um, yeah, other than that, that's that's all I got for this week, guys. So Until next time. Peace. Okay, bye. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for listening to the Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time. And we're recording, so there I'm we a little go. nervous because my countdown went six, 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 six five, six. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. the devil's joining us tonight. Yep, exactly. So cool, cool, cool. Our recording. It looks like everybody's upload speed's still doing just fine. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's it's weird because I can't see who the audience is. But hey, this is new. We're having fun with it. And hopefully it's working for everybody. Having fun. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's a grand adventure. Yes. yes. Having fun. And if it doesn't work on Riverside, you can always listen to us still on Discord. Like Dean. Because Dean's over there. Doing his thing. By the way, I'm drinking White Claw. It's a natural lime uh, White Claw. Um, I'm rocking the water bottle tonight. 
Mm. Hydration is key to success. Yep. Sounds good. Well, I guess since no one's switching over to uh, y'all ain't pretty enough for me to see your faces. Um, That's what Dean just said. Uh, That is a true uh, statement. Love you too, Dean. Love you too. Uh, Shenanigans. Um, Yeah, but you get to see all the shenanigans live. You see our hand motions as we talk with our hands. All that fun stuff. Um, Jake's typing right now. I just wanted to make sure this works before I get going. Oh, wait. There's people chatting in the chat. Yes, this is a chat for everyone. Hey, hey. Awesome. hey okay. yeah. yeah. All right. So cool. Will Swan make it out? Will she live to see another day? Video is shitty, though, except for Chris. He looks beautiful. Oh, I am oh. WTF. Because we, we always do different names depending on what's going on in the chapters, and WTF is all I can come up with for tonight. <laughs> in a very I'm good way. Like definitely an excited, not going definitely not going we're totally going <laughs> bro now we get it why can't i erase the hay i have no idea um <laughs> uh, all right welcome to will reads um I yeah. am your host, if the video sucks i'm sorry it's good, it's good video quality for us but yeah whatever um, yeah i don't know what y'all are getting yeah I, getting yeah yeah so obviously they can probably read the, the same chat thing I get. you guys side, always look so. grainy to me so keep the riverside down to a uh, the, no spoilers. Give us all, all that you have. Give you spoil me. To me. Yep, 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 yep. Because I right. give my all to you. To you. Yeah. All right. So are we ready? Um, more or less. Sure. Oh, yeah. Like, except you, I gotta sound very silent. Let me see if I can oh, do something about that. I don't. Uh, you can turn your volume up. Yeah, y'all yeah, sound good in my ears. ears. Oh, thank you. Why, thank, thank you. you. Or what does Loyal say? Your your name sings your name to my sings ears. It, sings in my ears, yeah. Sings in my ears. There Chris we go. literally yeah. sings in my ears half the episode, so that counts. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, let's see. That's let's much better. All right. Well, let's do a brief pause and jump right into the episode. Let me get my notes. My trusty little um, sloth. Soonish, soonish. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Let me get my um, notes. Yeah, my notes. So, all right, brief pause.